What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Against All Odds podcast. I'm here with Mr. Kabato. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, Kembo, do you want to give me real quick your name, your age, and your position on the field? All right. Yeah. My name's Kembo Kibato. I'm 20 and I'm a midfielder for FC Tulsa. Midfielder. Okay. So let's roll the intro and then we'll get into Kembo's story. Okay. So Kembo, you're born in Toronto, right? Yeah. Toronto, Canada. Do you want to give me a little rundown of like your family? Your, do you have any brothers and sisters? And yeah, all that stuff? I have, I have one sister. She's 17 turning 18, three years younger than me. Uh, and my mom, my dad, mm. that's it. And Four then of us. Did, we, did your parents, like, have they always lived in Toronto or? Uh, no, my dad was born in Angola and he grew up there and then he moved to Canada and that's where he met my mom. My mom was born and raised in Toronto and grew up there. Mm -hmm. yeah. And Toronto's got a really good, like, soccer scene, right? Mm, really? You don't think so? We're coming a long coming way. Along. Like, Canada for sure, like, mm -hmm. just as a whole has come, like, a long way from, like, where we were. A long, a long time ago. Yeah. I was up in, uh, Ottawa for like, I did a combine with like my agency, OPSM. Mm -hmm. And like, there was a lot of players from Toronto and they like the players from Toronto, like just were solid, like really solid, like players looking to go to like college and like mm -hmm. the pro game. Levi. Hey, Levi, easy. Come over here. Come over here. Yeah. So you, so it's better. It's yeah. getting better. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Like there's a lot of good players. It's just. There's a there's not a lot of teams mm -hmm. like now there's starting to become a lot more teams but that's the thing with, ago, with the wasn't. CPLs coming up yeah that that really helps a lot of players in Canada for sure mm -hmm. yeah because before it was just a few MLS teams and then you guys just had like that semi pro like League One right yeah it was it's League One it's like the semi pro but even that wasn't like a really realistic pathway for a lot of players. Mm -hmm. And then, so when you were born, uh, did you always just play soccer? Did you play any other sports or? Mm, no, I was, I was straight soccer. Yeah. I don't know what age I really started, but it was from as long back as I can remember. Mm -hmm. I just remember always playing soccer. Oh, Levi, what are you doing? <laughs> Likes your bracelet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, uh, did your, always play soccer because your, it was your dad or your parents like Yeah, so that? my dad, yeah, my dad always played he played professionally in Germany. Mm -hmm. I always forget the team. It was in like the third division. Now they're in the second division. But so and did he grew up like his whole life in Angola and then yeah, go to Germany to play. He, he grew up in Angola and I think he went to Portugal and and yeah ended up in Germany That's and then sick. tried to come here. But my mom was the one that really like she was the one that first taught me. I think like brought me to the park. But my dad was the one who always played and mm. it was both of them. They kind of they got they got they got me into it. That's sick. What, what position did your dad, uh, dad play? He's a mid, mid midfielder. midfielder too. So you got the all, all the central midfielder stuff. Yeah, knowledge yeah. from him. Yeah, he tries to. He doesn't really coach me, but sometimes he'll give me some pointers here and there. Mm -hmm. That's cool. I, I, I there's a few players that have had like their dad or somebody or their uncle like play professionally. Yeah, and so that's that's always nice. My dad knew nothing like about he was a American through and through football, baseball, basketball. Yeah. And when I started loving soccer, he was like, mm -hmm. okay, I'll try to coach you, but I don't know how to play. But he did, he did, he did decent for his, uh, yeah. his background. Uh, and then, so your sister, does she play soccer or anything? No, 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 no. <laughs> she doesn't, she doesn't play. But ever since I've started playing and she started watching me, mm -hmm. she's now she's, she's, a, she's becoming a big fan. But before like she never really used to play or watch. Mm. I mean, actually, no, she did. She did, but not 
like competitively or anything like that. And she's just in high school up in Toronto. Yeah, high school in Toronto. She uh-huh. just she just graduated. Okay, and then uh, from like when you started playing, like till five, six, seven, or was it just like were you on a team, or it was just in the park, like you said with your mm-hmm. mom, or I think like they had it's like house league. I don't know if they have it here in the states. That's mm-hmm. just like the ground one when you're a kid, like the Timbit soccer. Like, yeah, I just played there for wow yeah that's where i kind of just grew up playing and they had like the teams but it was like you were like australia for one one year and the next year was brazil and argentina <laughs> like that was the yeah little timbit soccer days yeah in america we we only have that for like two three months is it really was, yeah it was yours year round or no I, I think it was just like a summer thing like it uh-huh. wasn't yeah it wasn't an actual team or so for the rest of the year what'd you do did you play like just by yourself with your friends or i guess yeah it was just, <laughs> yeah, just with my friends i don't really remember how how house league were like because this was when i was like six seven mm-hmm. i think it was just yeah you were on the team and you just played and yeah mm-hmm. so you didn't play any like pickup i guess in the winter oh for no i played pickup though all the time yeah even when you're a kid like just in the neighborhood yeah, or something yeah what was it like though in toronto because like the winners there are not not <laughs> not the best so it's, what did you do how did you get around that with like three feet of snow outside at times it's cold well <laughs> there they have like in in uh, toronto there's a lot of turf fields obviously because of the snow and they're all bubbled up so mm-hmm. whenever you were training you'd go into those into those fields uh-huh. but, yeah, I've, been, I've been to some of those bubble those bubble yeah, dome things yeah but in general though it's, it's too cold I, i'm not a big fan of the cold most <laughs> people that know me know i hate the cold so <laughs> they always say oh like you're from toronto or you're from canada you should be able to handle the cold i'm like mm-hmm. no i have i have african bones so the cold is not for me would you rather have like this temperature oh, on this turf, temperature, for on sure. turf, yeah. 100 degrees? I'll take really? this for sure because at least here, like I feel like I can move. When yeah. it's cold, I feel like my feet just freeze. And when I can't like get, you know, moving, you know, things won't, won't be happening. The feet's the, the, feet's the worst. I remember yeah. times when in Germany in the winter when I was playing my, like you can't just layer up your feet. Like you can maybe throw two socks on, yeah, yeah but they're can. just frozen. Hands are frozen. Everybody always says like, "Oh, I'd rather play in cold because you can just add more layers." No, <laughs> no, no, no. I would rather. No, I, I would no. rather have this too. hundred percent. I'd rather have that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I ideally, we'd be that. training on beautiful grass and be even better. But yeah, I'd rather have a hundred degrees than than thirty two degrees. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, that's funny though. Growing up in Toronto, then <laughs> it's a good fit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean yeah <laughs> and then we always say too i always think it's so funny you and uh you and promise your the toronto slang that you guys got oh yeah i mean when you when i was in school like everyone talks it so you just pick it up and i find it so funny because whenever i go like now that i'm here in the states mm-hmm. and the team i was at last year after i started becoming more comfortable with the guys and starting to just talk with them freely like how i talk back home mm-hmm. everyone would pick up on my slang like yo that's cool like i want you to teach me that <laughs> like yeah eventually you'll, you'll get the hang of it and some of my closest friends on the teams like just from hanging out with me and being on like the ps4 chat or the phone or just talking mm-hmm. with them every day they start to pick it up and like so even like kieran like on this team i catch him saying a couple of yeah of slang words and i'm like oh wow yeah he's, he's, he's picking it it is it he's is you, it. you do pick it up even i even told you when mimi was here and yeah. she was like making dinner and putting on the plate. I was like, in my head, I was like, man's can't get a plate. <laughs> man's, can't, man's can't get a plate. Yeah. But I didn't yeah. say it because Mimi would have, she's like, what yeah. are you saying? She would have no clue about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is funny. Okay. And then, so when did you join your first like real competitive team year round, all that stuff? I think 
it was i don't remember the exact age it was like eight to eight to twelve or something like that mm-hmm. um it was north toronto nitros that was the name of the team it was just a local like club or rep team that you called it mm-hmm. in toronto it was yeah the club was good like I, did, and was, did you uh with that club is it like you're training year round with that yeah that so that was when i like first started i think training year round i'm not sure maybe house league i was too but mm-hmm. i really remember there was when i started playing and training like year round mm-hmm. and then how was that like did you like immediately just go did your dad was like oh yeah he's a center mid i'm gonna play center mid you found a position the trainings were good how was that transition? yeah he, he 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 loves like he, he he loves me playing center mid like when i play other positions he's always like yeah like whatever mm-hmm. so he, he he always finds it the best when i'm playing in the center mid but uh it was good like I, back then i was kind of just playing for fun like i like soccer was all i knew and all i loved so i all i wanted to do was play like professionally and play soccer so that was what like that was just playing really mm-hmm. yeah. so from the early age that you can remember you always were like i want to be a pro footballer yeah like that was like you're a kid so you're always dream- like you're like you see all these guys on tv you're like yo i want to be like so um, for me, it was Messi. I was like, I wanted to be like Messi. I wanted to mm-hmm. play professionally, be on Barca, all that. Yeah, yeah. That was that's funny. Uh, for me, I was always uh, wanted to be a professional basketball player. Really? Yeah. Up until I was like 13, and then I like I don't know why it switched, but like it started being more and more like 50-50 basketball and soccer, yeah. and then all of a sudden, found like thir- yeah, 13. It was like eighth grade. It was like, no, I'm I'm a footballer. Nah. Like I want to be a professional footballer. No, nah, I was always a footballer. But I played ball a little bit, too, in, like, elementary school, like, whatever, from grade one to, to eight. Mm-hmm. I was okay. I was on the team. Once I touched high school, though, it was, yeah, it was a wrap. Like, <laughs> I wasn't taking it that seriously, and I'm mm. not that good like that to, yeah. to be on the, like, to really have an impact. So I stuck with soccer. My mom always said I could be a runner, though, because I'm pretty good at, like, long-distance running. Mm-hmm. But I didn't enjoy it like that, you know? So yeah. I it's just, hard to I run. Just, I just ran to ran. So like whenever we'd have like, you know, the, the four, uh, 1500 meter run and the mm-hmm. cross country, like I just ran it cause my school wanted me to, to run it. Mm-hmm. And like, I always did well, but I never like tried, like I would have practiced the night before I'd run in like my soccer shoes, like the indoor shoes mm-hmm. and everyone would have like their track studs and I'd still be like smoking <laughs> people. But, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's like a box of boxman fielder though. Having yeah. that like where you yeah. don't need to be like incredibly fast but it's mm-hmm. just constant running putting in the miles yeah. like that yeah so that's good that i mean it fits your position i was always like i was pretty good at the long distance but it was it was always i i just got so like mm-hmm. not bored just i guess tired i just got tired yeah. of like just the monotonous like that term, so it was yeah. like i was always sprinter like any race it was always like i one lap is just, my max you just go quick and then yeah. that's it yeah, yeah. <laughs> now i get you did you ever do track in high school or anything yeah, so like I I did fifteen. Oh, that, was, oh, that wasn't just middle school; that was high school as well. Oh, and high oh in high school, nah, nah, nah. Okay. I, didn't, I didn't track. I didn't do track in high school. I did cross country. Like they told me to sign up for it. I was like, mm-hmm. I did like the little practice stuff, and I was doing well. But it was the same time that soccer season was. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, like I'm not that invested really in track to or cross country to be. Yeah running i'd rather just because all the training was also in the morning too mm-hmm. so as i was i was already waking up early for soccer so i'm like i don't want to have to wake up super early five times a week this week and the school i went to was kind of far mm-hmm. it was out of district so 
I already had, I was waking up early and I was like, I'm not going to do that every, every day just for, just for cross country. Just to run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I feel like all the cross country people, like same for me, cross country and soccer are in the same season mm-hmm. and all the cross country coaches were always trying to get us to like double up. Yeah. And I was like, no, nah, I, I, I get enough running. Playing, yeah. That's playing. it. That's it. I did. I did do track in high school though. My senior year, just mm-hmm. for, just for fun. Oh, they're about to fight. Wait. <laughs> um, all right and then so you're with the uh was it called the nitros yeah right the nitros. nitros were you with them like your entire from like age 10 up until high school or how did that work yeah i was with them for i was with them for a while i went to like some other teams for like a season there was another team there moredale mm-hmm. uh but really i was i was at nitros like that that's where i grew up playing for mm-hmm. sure and then during that time too did you do any like extra individual training or was it just like just with the team yeah no i didn't like well what i would do is like i would train obviously with a team mm-hmm. and then like i would just be pickup like there was a park nearby jjp mm-hmm. and you know they had the pool and and then the turf field so there, literally in the summer it'd be like every day I would just train and then you jump in the pool, your boys to cool off and mm-hmm. then you go back and you're training, you're playing. So it was a lot of pickup is, is, was what it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's cool. I feel like, I mean, everybody that I talked to has always said that like, yeah, just yeah. tons of pickup, yeah. pickup games, pick up five, time, five yeah. aside, three V threes, one V one, just doing whatever. Yeah. And that's, I find like that, that's the most fun too. Like mm-hmm. when you're just playing and you're having fun with your friends and, you're you're watching the guys in real life and you're trying to do it on you mm-hmm. know in the pickups and then you go to tra- like you go to your actual team and training and then you sort of bring those stuff but that's where i find the most fun when i'm playing is I'm just i'm enjoying and you know mm-hmm. you're just trying to have fun yeah yeah i was always in, i was like in this suburb and all of the kids in my neighborhood like was all football baseball and once i stopped playing those sports i was like or i never even played f- American football, but like nobody, I had nobody to play soccer with at all. So yeah. I'd play basketball with them sometimes, try to play baseball. But then most of the time it was just me and my brother just doing 1v1s. We just did 1v1s, 1v1s constantly. Yeah. We yeah. do like juggling games and stuff that we'd make up, but it was just 1v1s. Con- every, so always you, have, so you have these wingers strapped down then. Yeah. <laughs> you're, just, you're already ready for these 1v1s. Yeah, I guess, that, you know, that's why that, mm-hmm. that main position now is winger, just up the field attacking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then um, when you were like growing up, like going into high school now, uh, at this stage, I know it's always hard to, to, to say, but were you like one of the standouts for your area, your city at all, or... Were you getting like, recognition at that point, like in terms of like the Toronto soccer scene for your age, or were you kind of like more yeah. under the radar? No, I was I was getting some recognition. Like the team I was at Nitros, like I was all, I was one of the top three, top two players on on our team. Mm-hmm. And when I went to high school, I was like one of the best players. I was the best player for for our team there too. So, um, I was yeah, I was I was getting the recognition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at this age, like 14, 15 now, because mm-hmm. in high school in Canada, you guys are like, it's 14 to 18 pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Did you do the freshman, yeah, it's just sophomore? Four it, yeah, it's four years. Uh-huh. But you don't say freshman, sophomore, uh, We don't, we don't say, fr- actually, we had this talk about this with Kieran and Promise. Like, yeah. Here, we just like back there, we just say grade nine, grade 10, yeah. 11, 12. You, yeah. I don't know why we call, call it those years. Like, I don't know what a sophomore, like yeah, really that, is. Yeah, that was what I like, because someone would be like, oh, like, was this, I did something sophomore year. I'm like, oh, is that grade nine, 10, <laughs> 11? Yeah. I'd always be lost. The only, one still, I, the only one I knew for sure was freshman because it's like, mm-hmm. all right, that's you just start. That's the only one I knew like for sure. Mm-hmm. And then so, and then you guys go until grade 12 then? Yeah, I okay. went to grade 12, yeah. Uh, 
And then, uh, yeah. So at this time, were you thinking like grade nine, grade 10, were you thinking like, okay, uh, I might look into the college soccer scene or were you looking like, I want to go straight pro. So like the team I was at nitro is like pretty much all the club teams in like Toronto, Ontario. Like you would always go to these showcases in like Florida and the States, like whatever, November, December, like Christmas time type thing. Mm -hmm. And that, those would be the tournaments where you would like play and try and show to like the universities or colleges like you're trying to get a scholarship so that was when and that was kind of like the option i had at the time really because you had tfc unless you went to toronto fc mm -hmm. and then that was kind of it really in ontario because montreal was in montreal and then vancouver was, or yeah vancouver was in vancouver so you it was really the aim at the time was to to try to go to a you know a university or a college or and then take that pathway mm -hmm. and then uh did you get any interest from any like american colleges or canadian yeah, colleges i had a couple there was i went i had offers to clemson and honestly i forgot the other two schools there was like some <laughs> uh, other two schools but clemson's I, a good program clemson, clemson was good but yeah yeah uh -huh. and then so like 16 17 now like you're playing uh you joined tfc academy right at, yeah this age? so when i was i was 16 I was with like the nitros and that that's when you're just playing your own age, like mm -hmm. the, the under 12, under 13, 14. And when I was 16, they jumped me up to like the, the, that was like the league one team. Mm -hmm. So that was like the men's, the men's team. So there was a couple uh, of players on there who were like in college and university. So they were in their 20, 21s. And so that was when, so I was there and then, I started like playing for that team. I was doing well, and I was one of the like the younger like the youngest players in the league. Mm -hmm. And from there, like they had like a like an all star team type type thing mm -hmm. for that league, and I got brought up to that. And I think that's where where TFC saw me. I wasn't. I'm not 100 percent sure, mm -hmm. but that's where they saw me. And then we also had like another thing that year. Like it was called the Canada Games. So we had like Ontario, Quebec, like all the provinces. It's like a olympics mini olympics thing type thing for canada so you have you know basketball volleyball soccer like all the sports like they do in the olympics mm. and so i was at nitros and then i was doing well in the season and then i went to the team ontario and we ended we won that and it was right after that when tfc asked me to come there and i joined that when i was i was 16 17 okay it was 2017 okay yeah, I, it's good. A lot of people too that I talk to, like, get an experience at like fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, training with a like an, an adult, a a men's team. league team. Yeah, yeah. where yeah. they're going against like yeah. full grown adult men. I which feel is like good. that's what that's what helped me and like really made me stand out because a lot of the guys like at TFC my age were playing still guys their mm -hmm. age. Where when I was jumped up and they saw me doing well, like and being like one of the better players in the league too, doing well. Mm -hmm. I guess that's where they saw me and they're like, Oh, let's see, see about having this kid here. Yeah. Because it's like, there's a difference. Like, I mean, you can be skilled. I'm sure like, you know, your 16, U 16 team is going to be really skilled, technical, everything. Mm -hmm. But it, there's a difference between like going into a tackle with a 16 year old versus a 30 year old. Yeah, for sure. And then there's a difference of just the speed of play, the, yeah. the, the, the like experience of like mm -hmm. one touch, all that yeah. stuff. It's a, it's a big difference, but it sounds like, I mean, your first year, you're kind of like on the all-star team with that. It sounds like yeah. you transitioned well. I, I, I did. I had a coach who, who, who really liked, he was my old coach at the, 
the Nitro team I was talking about for like under 13. I don't, I don't remember what year it was. Mm -hmm. But he had a whole lot of belief in me and he gave me so much confidence. I remember our team, so that Nitro's team, we sucked. Like, <laughs> our team was bad. Uh -huh. We would lose like every game. I think the worst loss we ever had or I ever had in my life was, I think it was 16 zero we lost it I, I was like under 11 under 12 or yeah. something we lost to like the top team in it was called Moordale and all those players ended up going to TFC but we lost mm -hmm. like 16-0 and that team sucked but my coach kind of just like he and that was when I first started like really realizing that I was a good player and started separating myself from the other players on my team because I just started well I, like back in the day i was just dribbling mm -hmm. like i would pick up the ball literally from half and then just start going because i was like i found every time i was passing to my teammates these guys were just losing the ball <laughs> so i was like uh -huh. yo i'm not gonna pass anymore i'm gonna just take it myself and then i was obviously watching Messi, so i just i just thought i was messy back mm -hmm. in the day but so when i went to that older team he uh he had a lot of faith like he had a lot of faith in me so from the start like he played me and i at the time i was like i was 16 and i was playing with like 20 or 20 year olds so i was like oh like I didn't really know what to expect. I'm like, these guys might be big. And I was, I was getting so many fouls because <laughs> back in the day too, I was like, I, I grew pretty late. Mm -hmm. So I was really short and like skinny back in the day. So any touch you would get on me, I would go down. And yeah. because I was dribbling all the time, I was getting fouls like every couple of seconds. Like, and players would always be like, nah, this guy's diving. He's just a flop. <laughs> He's going down. But mm -hmm. yeah. That's good. I mean, I could see that too. Like even, 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 today, even, even, yeah, even, that, that even now I still, I still have that like, like tendency, like yeah. where I'm dribbling. And if you get a touch on me, I'll go down. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, but it's smart. I mean, like, especially for smaller players, mm -hmm. like it, that you're and you're quick, like you beat like two, three players and yeah. you go and you're driving now. Mm -hmm. It's going to like suck in so many, like players are going to start to come in yeah. and, and like, you're going to like create so much space, like mm -hmm. wide too. And it's like, if you don't have an immediate passing option and they start to come in hard, then you just fall and yeah. get the foul. And then now we can have no, a, a, yeah. an attacking no, free that kick was, somewhere. That was me back in the day yeah. for sure. I was just dribbling nonstop and my, and my, and there wasn't a lot of players and there's like, there's not a lot of players in the world really mm -hmm. that just, you see Messi, Neymar, Hazard that just go and just start dribbling and taking on players. Mm -hmm. And like when I was a kid, like U12, U13 or 14 or whatever it was, that was when I first started like picking it up and I was dribbling. So when I ended up transferring to that, that men's team, my coach had a lot of like faith in me. He said, you know, go play like how you played, whatever, do your thing and dribble and all that. And that's where I started getting the recognition as like, oh, like this guy's a, he's a talented player. Like mm -hmm. he's dribbling, he's taking on guys who are like, four times five times older than him he's scoring he's assisting he's doing mm -hmm. well so that's where people started you know hearing about me that's good and i think it's so important too to have a coach that like puts that oh, confidence yeah, in sure. you because yeah, if he would have been sure. like like yelling at you getting on you like it, it, it's harder than to have like the confidence as a younger player than to like take that in the game and, and yeah, do what you're sure, gonna do for sure for sure yes yeah, so that's good what was his name uh herman coach herman, herman. coach he's, herman uh, he was from cameroon Okay. What's he, is he still in Toronto? I think so. Yeah, I think yeah. he is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He he played too. Like I think he played on the Cameroonian national team. Wow. Yeah. So he 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 knew he knew about the game and he liked my style. Um, you know, I'm forever thankful for the opportunities that he gave me and the, and the confidence that he gave me to to play like that style. And I feel like I bring that style and how I play today. So mm -hmm. if it wasn't for him, maybe you know who knows. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's sick. 
And then uh, why why didn't you uh, why didn't you once your team the Nitros were getting yeah. beat sixteen nil? You didn't want to change and, and go over to Moordale or I don't know. I, I was I was like I was eleven twelve at the time. Yeah. So like at that point like you were I was still young. So I just wanted to play just to play. Like mm-hmm. you know like that was my team. My dad coached at that club. So I just stayed. Like yeah yeah I just stayed. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I mean, at that age too, the wins and losses aren't. Yeah, the that wins important. and losses was like it sucked, like you know. And back then, I thought it was like the worst thing in the mm-hmm. world, and I was all emotional, like, man, we just lost, like this and that. But like, really, after the loss, after your cheese, that that one night, the next couple of days, like, you're you're back, and then mm-hmm. it's back to normal. Like you were still like playing with your friends. Like yeah, I was still young at that time. Yeah, I always thought that, uh, like my parent, my dad would tell me that even like. Look, your record doesn't matter at the youth level. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter because I would be, yeah. I'd like get, uh, get like caught up on a record, like for some reason. Yeah. Like, oh, we're five, fifteen, this, whatever, with that. Yeah. And uh, my dad's like, doesn't matter. Like you're just developing now. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna remember. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember any of my records yeah. back then. Like I remember like the development. I remember my teammates, and I remember like mm-hmm. uh, I grew as a player. But yeah, I don't remember my wins and losses and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, our our team was bad. Obviously, I didn't like. I, I did not like it at all. Like I mm-hmm. hated losing, but. It, it was just like my my dad coached there and i just mm. i just ended up staying and playing yeah uh did your dad ever coach you like he, yeah he did he did before that coach herman mm-hmm. so i was there i was playing like left wing that one yeah i don't that was when i was like 10 maybe 11 mm-hmm. so i don't really remember remember too well but like how the season was that but you just had that was like the days where you had like the fast players, those fast strikers, and it was just those fast guys that those fast kids that just like ran the league because you would just hit it long, and those guys would just run and score. Yeah, I remember those days. But I was yeah, I was he, a late he, I was a late bloomer like that, and yeah. same thing like the fast kids that developed early, like mm-hmm. they were just the stars back then. Yeah. So he he coached me just for like a year. Uh huh. Was he uh like my dad coached me in basketball? He coached me in soccer when I was really yeah. young, but he coached me in basketball up until like middle school and stuff. And he was always ten times harder on me than like the other players. Like I would do something that every other player was doing, mm-hmm. and he'd just get mad at me and, and like punish me for something. No, nah, my dad, my dad wasn't like that. He he didn't want to show no favorites or no like hard like. Mm-hmm. I, he just he just played like was like me with the same like he was with everyone. Like, yeah, you know he doesn't want to be show extra hardness here or extra love here you just if whenever if i fucked up then yeah you, or sorry for my life <laughs> sorry for my language no you can cut like, it doesn't matter all right so matter. if i messed up like mm-hmm. you know he, he would obviously say something there but mm-hmm. he, he yeah he was he was like me with like how he was with everyone yeah yeah that's <laughs> funny I, I forgot to tell you about that you can cuss if you want okay. I, like some okay. people like leo was okay. leo was just throwing leo cuss was throwing it place. Yeah. yeah and then some players are just don't i mean say a cuss I, word I, at all. I don't really say a lot but <laughs> it yeah, slips out like that and it's yeah you know every now and then it'll slip out <laughs> yeah no it's it's good that's that means that you're feeling comfortable that's that's yeah. that's what i want on the podcast yeah. all right and then so uh so now it's like 16 17 you're you're playing with the men's league team the mm-hmm. league one team mm-hmm. um at this point like in your head uh, are you thinking like, are you still thinking like, I'm going to give college a go? Or are you really thinking like, I'm going to progress up here, try to get in the TFC Academy, trying to like go over to overseas or like, yeah. what, what is in your head right now? Well, one, I just wanted to be a professional for mm-hmm. sure. That was my number one goal from when I was a kid. I always wanted to play professionally. That was like my dream. And TFC was obviously one, like you always wanted to get, you always want to get on TFC. But at the time I didn't really know, like, how I would get there, like, mm-hmm. or like who, like, you know, you kind of just play with your team and hope, I guess, that 
someone will call you up, I guess the TFC. Yeah. And then, so it was really the, the college, like, so when, and then whenever I was going to like these tournaments in thing, it was hope to do well so that you get these offers from all these, these colleges and stuff here. Mm -hmm. But it was after it was in, it was in 2017 when, uh, TFC came to me at the end of the year and then they told me to come there for trial. Mm -hmm. And when they said that, uh, obviously you're excited, but yeah. it was just a trial. It wasn't like a full. Yeah. It, yeah. Like they came, like they brought me into their training, like with uh -huh. the regular team. Okay. So I was there and honestly, I, it was so surprising too, because I'll, I'll speak on it a little bit more later maybe, but I have like this thing now where it's like, I speak life into existence. Mm -hmm. It's like my, my saying. And that was the first year of 2017 was when I like, like, I, I wrote I wrote down on like uh, whatever you call those those sticky notes yeah. or whatever I said like I think it was like I'm doing big things this year mm -hmm. and I put it on my mirror and like that was what I like w looked at and walked every day like walked out my door every day mm -hmm. looking at and like you know thinking about and that was the year when I went to that men's team and then ended up you know starting on that men's team and having a good season and then being an all-star and then we won with Ontario and then I remember I was talking to my friend, like just in high school, like we were just walking to like Chipotle or the hot dog stand or whatever mm -hmm. food court was there. And I was like, yo, you know, what would just complete this year is if I went to TFC, but I was kind of just saying it as a joke. Cause like, there's, you didn't really know how you were going to get there, but yeah. you just said, oh, like, you know, what would be so neat is if I ended up being at TFC at the end of the year. And then like two months later, they said, oh, we want to have this kid. And, and then I was there. I went in to like train and then it was like two weeks or something. And then I spoke with the coach there and he said, yeah, we'd like to have you stay here. And that's then, sick. Yeah. So that's awesome. I, I mean, there, it is so <laughs> that was, that was probably the most significant year for me when mm -hmm. I was 16. Like when things and started clicking. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cause back then, like I was always, I was always a top player on, on nitros. I was always playing really well, mm -hmm. but there was no, uh, like nitros is, a, is just a rep as a club team yeah like, you know so there was no real uh or real change really mm -hmm. it's funny like two things like first it's like i'm like a big believer into like that speaking into existence yeah. like manifesting something yeah. like that like mm -hmm. and i i've done the same thing like i'll write stuff up like on like yeah. a post-it note or, or whatever on a piece of paper and just have it so you're seeing it constantly because mm -hmm. i think i mean whether it was a coincidence or not, like, I mean, there is something to say about constantly having that on the front of your brain, thinking about like, oh, I'm, this is going to be a bigger year. I need yeah. to do a little bit more work. Mm -hmm. You know, you're treating every game a little bit more seriously. Yeah. Like little tiny things do add up. And, it, and also like, it's really funny too how every player will have like, that year where you're doing everything the same, you're training the same, you're doing all the same and workouts. It, and it, it just clicks. It just starts clicking. Yeah. Things start. And, and it's funny because like players will like reach out to me like, yo, I've been training, eating right, doing all this stuff for like three or four months now yeah. and stuff like isn't really working out for me. Like, oh, you got to do this for years. And then one year it's going to just go boom, boom, boom. And like for me, it was my senior year of high school, my last year of high school, mm -hmm. grade 12. Like it just felt like, I, same thing. I was doing the same workout, same training, yeah. doing everything the same, just being consistent. But then I was just getting recognized, like high school yeah. soccer, club soccer, colleges were reaching out, and mm -hmm. it was just like, what? It, uh, last year yeah. I had nothing. I was and stressing you were doing about the this. same thing. Yeah, and it's just funny how that works. So sixteen was a big year. So yeah, talk about the uh, the trial with <clears throat> TFC. Like, were you nervous going into that? Were you just kind of like, were you not even thinking about it because you were younger? Or? To be honest, well, 
I actually was not nervous. Uh-huh. Like I remember going in, like I never really thought about how I was thinking going in, but yeah, I just remember going in and just like, oh, like, and I was confident because I was coming off of, like, I was playing, I was playing well. Like mm-hmm. we just won with Ontario. Like I had a good year, so I was like, like I just went there to train and do what I do and have fun. Like you know, play with the joy and the hunger that I always play with, and yeah, like. I just remember, like, I went there and I saw the players and I was like, yeah, like, this is the level I could play. Mm-hmm. You know, I know I could play here. And I just, yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was cool. Yeah, it's always interesting to me about the the mindset, like, going into trials. Like, I've had trials where it's, like, exactly like that, where I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, just, I've no, like, complete, con- like, not even yeah. confident, but it's just, like, you're just comfortable. Like, you're going yeah. in, like, no problem. Yeah. Like, you're not stressing. Yeah. Like, you obviously, you have a little bit of, like, anxiety meeting the new people, stepping mm-hmm. on the field for the first mm-hmm. time. But you're like, as soon as it, it starts, it's no problem. Yeah. And then I've had other trials where I'm, like, for whatever reason, just freaking out yeah. before. And I have a ton no, of that one stress. for sure. Like, I don't know. Maybe because I was younger. Mm-hmm. I didn't really think about too much about it. And I wasn't so, like, pro, pro. Because, like, that was, like, the first like, yeah. time I was really going to like in, into the pro scene academy or whatever you call it mm-hmm. and i just went there and i i just did yeah you know just played and they they liked the way i was playing and yeah they told me to like they told me to they told me to stay mm-hmm. i think too like for me the more i th- think about it now like the trials where i come in with the most confidence is like where i'm also coming off of like good seasons good play yeah. like you have yeah. that you have backup like if yeah. it doesn't work out there you go back with mm-hmm. your league one team that's not the worst thing in the world uh and then the other times when it's like i've been the most stressed is when i've been to like trials or i'm coming off an injury and it's like i put like putting a lot of weight on this like yeah. i need this to work out you know yeah it just seems like versus like oh yeah just go in and play but now that i think back though like i think i it, the earlier like it wasn't do or die like i could have gone mm-hmm. back but for sure it would have been like it helped a lot that i got in there and i wish like I was there when I was a lot younger mm-hmm. and even a coach, uh, one of my old coaches at the Nitros club, he, uh, he told me later on that I think TFC wanted me to, to, to go there when I was a lot younger mm-hmm. or to try out when I was a lot younger. But the coach that I had at the Nitros left, left the club and he kind of brought the whole team with him. Mm-hmm. And I, like I was a key player at the time, like I was a top, top, top player on the team. So he, I, he never told me, so I didn't wow. end up going to, yeah. So that was one thing, like, I wish, like, because I wish I went to TFC when I was younger, especially for the national team. Because, mm-hmm. like, the national team, they, they for Canada, they, unless you were playing for Toronto FC, Vancouver, or Montreal, like, they'll only take you if you're, like, in a pro scene or you're playing in Europe, you know? Mm-hmm. So by the time I went to TFC, the under-17s national team, they just finished their World Cup. So the next thing I think it was was, under 21 the next national team call up i could go to i think was the under 21s mm-hmm. and i was still 17 or 18 or, or something so it would have been it would have been hard but yeah so yeah hopefully my aim is you know now i just have to have a good couple of good seasons and try to get to the mls level so then because that's 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 definitely one of my aims is to is to, to make the national team and to play for them mm-hmm. definitely for me it's like it's so important like at a young age to to be in like a competitive setup like that like yeah. i know nitros is yeah. probably a good setup and in, in training and everything but mm-hmm. yeah if you can get into a professional academy setup yeah. the earliest the possible earliest age, you can i think yeah. it, it makes a big difference and mm-hmm. that for sure like it helped me once i went there because mm-hmm. once i was at tfc i had okay like now my dream was always to be a professional and I, i'm training every day i'm playing pickup every day like 
you know, trying to improve my game every day to become a professional. But now, like, I really see there's a clear path. Yeah. Like, you know, that was when I saw, like, okay, this is this is the path. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I know I can, you know, from here, next team, next team, first team, you know. Yeah, because the path is, so yeah. many players, when you're with your local club team, it's like, where do I go yeah, from here? Yeah, and and, I, and when you're 15, 6, like, 14, like, at the time, I wasn't thinking about aging and to go overseas. Like, yeah. You were just, I was just playing, like, you know, mm-hmm. trying to be the best in the league, trying to win, like, I mm-hmm. think, you know, that was, that was pretty and much I it. I think that's the key, though. It's, like, not to stress, because I get people, like, stressing so much about that. When yeah. they're 14, 15, like, how do I yeah. get an agent? Like, no, just focus on, like, perform yeah. at 14, yeah. 15. Per- just focus mm-hmm. on performing, getting on the best team mm-hmm. you can, and the rest will come, you know? Because mm-hmm. it, it, it is true like that. Um, with nitros, were you training every single day or was it just yeah, like, yeah, it was like, like I good. think when you're like 11, 12, like when I was younger, younger, uh-huh. maybe it was like four times a week, I think is usually what mm-hmm. it is at club teams. But I'm pretty sure it was like every, like I was playing every day. Yeah. If it wasn't with nitros, I was, it was by myself. That's the thing that killed, like if there was one regret I have in life, mm-hmm. like about my, my training and my, my career, mm-hmm. like from 11 until 18, Mm-hmm. yeah 18 i was uh, my club teams trained twice a week yeah That's a lot bad. of teams don't yeah when you're younger they don't they don't yeah so everything for me was one-on-ones with my brother and then mm-hmm. once i got older it, and i could drive and it was like yeah i'll go do like my coaches had optional extra sessions like on, yeah. for, on a wednesday or mm-hmm. sunday always go to, go to those but like i just wish i was training five days a week with the team yeah just getting that in and then you're also playing pickup games like that's that's the way to do it and then, so uh, what was the difference did you notice between like the trainings at Nitros versus the trainings at TFC Academy? It was just a lot more professional. Like mm-hmm. everything about it was way more professional because TFC they had a nice, like really nice facility. Obviously, that was like the the academy trained where the first team trained. Mm-hmm. So they had the chefs that we had after every after every uh, training. They gave us food. The, the pitch like it was a it was turf field but yeah. it was like those limonite turf or i don't even know what you call it yeah. it's like half turf half grass like the turf was crisp you know the coaching was so much more serious they had all the equipment where like when you're playing with nitros or like a club team moredale or all these clubs it was you know sometimes you're playing on this bumpy grass field and then you're at this turf and then the session on wednesday is at this other turf that's <laughs> long time that's yeah. like super thin we're there it was every day there routine you they give you your training like you back at nitros i was the one washing my my stuff or whatever yeah. we're there you're throwing your stuff in the bin they have the kit man that does everything so everything was a whole lot more professional mm-hmm. at this point where you uh because some players get into that setup and like they get a little like complacent like because you're you're really in a pro setup yeah. like, you feel like a pro yeah. did you do you feel like you got complacent at all or you just or the exact opposite motivated you more to train no, harder i don't think i was complete like I, I didn't i didn't get complacent when i was there but it did change me when i went to tfc because mm-hmm. i felt like when i was when i was younger like i just played so like i was just dribbling mm-hmm. and non-stop and i just did my thing because i was like the youngest players or whatever and then i remember when i went to tfc like i was with all these guys who were supposedly like you know the best in toronto or mm-hmm. the best in ontario for like our age so that I took a little bit of a step back. Like it's not like I was complacent. Like I still played and I I was trying to be the best that I could, you mm-hmm. know? But I did feel like I was like, oh, like I'm in a pro setting now, so I can't be like, you know, uh playing the same way mm-hmm. that I did, you know? Yeah. If that makes I don't know if that makes no, sense. Yeah, yeah. But. Like uh no, it does. Did you uh do you think that was a mistake? 
Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I did the same and thing, I, but I don't, I don't regret it. Like, I feel like I learned that and you know, it mm-hmm. helped me obviously like the, the higher you get, you can't just be like taking the ball from half and, yeah, and yeah. trying to go to, trying to go to goal. But it's, you know, it's about having confidence in playing and yeah, yeah sure. I'm with top players, but I could play too and I can do these things too, you know, mm-hmm. and there, and I feel like it's a kind of, the attitude and the mindset of like a lot of the coaches and the players there, like when you're at TFC, you thought you were the best. Like mm-hmm. every player thought there thought they were the best, you know, where, where when I was at nitros, no one was really like kind of cocky or kind of like that. So I was, I was just playing, you know, but everyone mm-hmm. there's like, Oh, I'm the guy, I'm the guy. Yeah. So I was like, so I did take a little bit of a step back, which I wish, I mean, I learned from it and it was good. And I feel like I wouldn't be where I'm at today if it wasn't for that. So, yeah, because it is true it. when you go when you go up to a higher level, anytime you make a, a step up, you do have to like adapt your game yeah, a little you bit. You have to adapt a little but bit. But you don't want to change it. You don't, yeah, exactly. And I, I've changed. I've done the same and thing. And I didn't I didn't change it completely for sure. Like I didn't change it completely for sure, but I wasn't playing the same. Yeah. Like I like before I was like I was a true number 10, mm-hmm. like just dribbling where once I went to TFC and it was also like now I'm in a pro scene. So these coaches want you to have their, you know, worrying about their tactics and this and that. So now you have to follow a lot more tactics where when you're playing, mm-hmm. when I was younger, it was kind of just, you play free, you know? Mm-hmm. So now it's kind of under a lot of restrictions and starting to pass the ball more and not dribbling as much as I, as I was when I was like a lot younger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I made the mistake of like my first time, like it was with Sacramento Republic as a, mm-hmm. as a training player of like we had a very like the precky the coach there i love that coach um it, he was very ticky taka build up yeah. like keep, yeah. the ball doesn't leave the pitch like it's always gonna be on the ground yeah. to build up yeah and i came from like more of like a yeah find me behind running behind mm-hmm. especially when i play winger mm-hmm. full back like little long ball switching ball out and yeah. go and attack and like i i think you i had to adapt my game to that and like just and still like try to play with the ball a little bit more on the ground shorter passes yeah. quicker less touches but there's still that element of like switching the ball and attacking mm-hmm. there's still there's mm-hmm. it's still football. you can't take it fully yeah, yeah. and i took it your... so seriously yeah, exactly. of like yeah. i'm never making a run in behind mm-hmm. i'm always going to be checking too and that wasn't my game yeah and then i felt like i got in my own head and i just i struggled a lot like that mm-hmm. first year and then i realized i'm not even playing i'm not even the yeah. same player yeah and you're like you i lost my identity a little bit but it is, it's hard though, because like you go up to the, that next level and you want to like succeed well, at it. You try, well. So you try to adapt and yeah. it's, you have to find the balance of, you know, learning the system, adapting, mm-hmm. but still keeping your own, your own self and playing exactly. how you know how to play. Cause I mean, football is football wherever you go. Like everybody's yeah. like, what's the difference of the style of play? Yeah. Yeah. There's differences of style of play, whether you go to Germany, New Zealand, America, Canada, whatever, yeah. even team to team, but mm-hmm. like football, so football, like mm-hmm. you're still going to yeah. play. It's the, all the same kind of stuff. And I think that is a big, a big learning point, but you have to go through that and you have to yeah, learn it for sure. For sure. Yeah. So, uh, how you were at Toronto Academy for two years, right? Yeah. Pretty much two years. Yeah. Uh-huh. Was the second year better at all? Or did you feel like you were yeah, still? Yeah. The second year was a lot better. Like first year I was kind of there. I was just getting into the system. I was new. So that's where I feel like that played a fact too. Like I didn't come in and that was the, my first time really going into a team like that. Mm-hmm. So I kind of came in was, you know, following along, fitting in with the team and it was really more the second year was when i like uh well the second year actually we had so that league one season mm-hmm. i uh, tore my groin and that was the first injury i ever had like mm-hmm. in my life yeah 
like besides you, like 17 you, or 18 yeah i was i was 17 uh-huh. so you get like those little knocks or whatever yeah. but that was like the first one that like took me out for yeah. a while and like that was one of the worst times too because i remember i was kind of like fighting it too because when i first went to tfc all the kids they were like bro don't get injured if you get injured these guys are gonna keep you here like they're they're gonna like keep you for a long time like you know like you're not you have to go through all these processes yeah so i remember when i was feeling it in my like my groin i didn't tell like you know and i was kind of playing on it and then even when i got injured i wanted to get back so bad that Mm -hmm. i kind of rushed back a little bit and then like redid it so i remember so we had like the league one season Mm -hmm. and for that whole season like i was either out or playing like like not even like 20 20 percent like i would get it to where it was the worst it was the worst system i would play the game literally like re re rip like tear it or by the end of the game i'm like i can't i'm limping i'm struggling to walk yeah and then from the like the regen day the whole week i wouldn't be trained like i'd be training but trying to like rest it as much as i can while i'm training so that by the time it got to friday i was 70 percent Mm-hmm. and then it would be the same thing again do it again back to like square one and then monday to friday or you know rest it as best i can same thing and then until like it really did it again and then but pretty much i was out for that whole like three months mm-hmm. like not playing either out or like playing at like 50 percent. yeah so that that's how long it took from like the, the first time you felt from it to the, the first end. time i felt it to the end was like three months yeah. which was like the whole summer season yeah I think again, like it's another thing that you have to learn. Like, yeah. it's like, like you said, you're going to get like little strains, little yeah. weird yeah. groins feeling weird, quads feeling tight, yeah. you know, dead leg or whatever as a, as a youth player. And you are like, you usually like, you're always going to mm-hmm. come back the next day, maybe take one day off and then you're mm-hmm. back playing again. And it, you do have to go through that first one where you're like, this isn't a typical injury. Like this is yeah. worse. And then you realize and everybody pushes through it. I feel like the mm, first time yeah. delays it. It probably could have been like a four or five, four to six week. Yeah. Injury. I think it could have been like one month yeah. and a little bit maybe. Yeah. And then you went and it turned into and three it, months. Yeah. I did the same, same 18. I, I, I tore my glute. Yeah. It was the same exact thing. Four month mm-hmm. injury should have been a four to six week thing, but I was just an idiot about it pushing yeah. through, but you have to do, I feel like you really do have to test your limit to find what your limit is. And then, so yeah. then in the future, you know exactly when it happens this is a one week thing. This is a one day thing. Yeah. I have to push through yeah. this or no, I need to see a doctor about mm-hmm. this, you know? And so. honestly, like, I feel like I've been fairly lucky with injuries in my career, like mm-hmm. knock on wood or whatever yeah. it is. Hopefully I, I, you know, stay like that. And that was my first one. So I didn't really, really know like in like muscle injury like that. Yeah. That was my first real one. So I didn't really know how to uh, like, take it seriously and stuff like that and everybody there too was like making it worse because all my fr- like everybody on the team would joke about it They'd be like yo this guy Kembo loves the medical room like yo he loves it so you love being an injury and like that used to just piss me off yeah because i was just like or like be in the gym because when you're injured like you just you i was just you were just in the gym and mm-hmm. then you do treatment and then go home and people would just be like yeah you love being in the gym i'm like yo i hate life <laughs> i hate it <laughs> I, yeah. I hate it i'm like no absolutely yeah. no yeah, that but. was my my thing that pissed me off when I had like a a year or two spell of just like unlike like you get one injury and it kind of leads yeah. into another, then you're out of shape a little bit, and like when people be like, oh yeah, like he's injury prone, 
like bro i'm going i my first injury my first ever thing was when i was like 18 that yeah. one muscle strain yeah played every single game in college yeah. no problems through the four years there and i had like one another bad year which mm-hmm. is like little tiny unlucky stuff dislocated toe patellar yeah. tendonitis stuff like that and everyone's like oh he's injury prone like mm-hmm. i have one bad year in my life <laughs> exactly. and, like, and then everybody made me so angry yeah so everybody <laughs> was on me that one that yeah. one couple months for that but I realized like you just you learn like you learn like mm-hmm. you know you can't listen to that you gotta do you you know your body mm-hmm. and when you there's no need to rush back you know just take your time mm-hmm. and but it's once, easy to say that now yeah it's easy to say that yeah. now but back then I was just like yeah let me get back these so these guys can stop being in my ear <laughs> about yo I love it plus I also wanted to be back too yeah, like yeah. we were mid season you know mm-hmm. so so then this year then so you're 17 this yeah. is gr- grade 12. This yeah, so I went like when I was in grade eleven, which when I was sixteen, uh-huh. in grade twelve. Uh, yeah, was was the second year. Uh huh. So this year now, um, like you're getting close to graduating high school. Mm-hmm. Um, you're with TFC. Are you? And now you're getting a few. You have a few college offers yeah. still, right? Mm-hmm. So at this point, are you kind of just like, oh, we'll see how it pans out with TFC. We'll see what kind of comes or, or like yeah, what. I was kind of like future. I was straight on the wanted to just be like professional Mm because now i was in the professional club my aim was obviously to play for the first team that was my goal that's what i that's what that's what everybody wanted to do at tfc was just play for the play for the first team Mm -hmm. and just play professional there so like i wasn't thinking too much about college or Mm -hmm. any of that anymore it was just i want to be a professional did you turn those down or you're just like i didn't know i didn't turn i I kept them there but my aim like my focus was to, to was to be professional as soon as i can at that point were you thinking like with the injury that it would, did that add a little <laughs> bit more stress that like you're, now you're in your no, like final year and you're... I wasn't, honestly, I wasn't thinking about like, like I wasn't stressing over timing or anything mm-hmm. like that. Like I just played and tried to do my best and you wanted to get from there to the second team, mm-hmm. which was the first pro team. And then hopefully from that team to the to, to the first team. At that time, the the TFC2, they were in the, the USL They were in the USL they, yeah i think they were or it wasn't called the championship at that no, point th- right yeah they were in the first well not first division but the first usl yeah. league i remember but they they sucked i think like <laughs> i remember they were always losing uh-huh but yeah 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 and then um did, did you see a lot of like your own teammates making that jump up i did see so mm-hmm. i saw a lot of my teammates jump from the first year there was like three i think there was three mm-hmm. that went from the first year and then at the end of the second year, there was a lot more that went up. Mm-hmm. And then that that is a year at TFC where they kind of take you or leave you. Because mm-hmm. that's after your grade 12, like you're done school. Yeah. You know? So you either go to college, you were either jumped up to this, this the, that team, or you were like taking a year off and still there. But you were kind of, you were now on the older age of mm-hmm. TFC. Mm-hmm. Like the year before you were like, you're with your age group. But then the, if you went, if you didn't go up that year, you'd be with like the younger guys now, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's, that's how it was there. Uh, uh-huh. and then, so what happened? What was the next step after that? Like when like, now you graduated high school, like now what happened? Uh, well, when I finished, well, when I finished high school, my aim was still to, was still to be pro and mm-hmm. I was still at TFC. So I was like, all right. And I just came, so we had that season 
league, the, the league one season mm-hmm. and I was injured for most of that season. Mm-hmm. And then we had another, another season or like another like US, USSDA or something like that. I, don't mm-hmm. know, I think it was what it was called. That was in the fall. Yeah, that was in the fall. Uh-huh. I was back from injury at this point. That was when I, then I started starting and I was playing really well that season. Like mm-hmm. my coach was coming to me saying like, I was getting like, we had like a ranking thing, like he was given ratings every game. Mm-hmm. I was putting up like really good ratings, eights and nines all the time. He was saying, you know, you're doing a good job. Keep it up. I had a really good season. And then at the end, we had like a Florida showcase mm-hmm. where they brought a couple of the first team guys down or not first team guys, but pretty much all the 2000s and then 01s. Mm-hmm. They all like came to, to and we went to like some tournament. And yeah, that that, that tournament, like it, it was that one kind of was a little bit it kind of pissed me off a little bit because mm-hmm. i had a I had such a good year and then i remember i went there and i guess someone top guys come down you know they have to take your spot or mm-hmm. whatever so when they came down they took my spot i was upset about that i i played okay i had like a six or seven. i thought i played like a six or a seven it wasn't my i didn't play bad mm-hmm. but i didn't play like the eights and nines because i was balling out the whole the whole season you know so that was like the end, like uh, winter time. So that was like, I was in grade 12 at the time. Mm-hmm. And then the next year when I came back to TFC, it was, that was like the start of the brand new year or whatever. So a lot of players either jumped up, didn't go anywhere or stayed down. So I remember I, they kept me down or I was still with the third team, which mm-hmm. is like the, the top team that's not professional. Yeah. I was still with those guys. And that was like, that one was bad for me. Like, I was like depressed at the time because yeah. like, I felt like that whole season I did so well or I did well. And I saw every, like, I think I was like the only, like I started most, like pretty much every game that season or that USSDA season. Mm-hmm. And I was the only player I think out of that starting that didn't move up. So I was just like, I felt like I was like the worst guy on the team. Like yeah. I was with all these young guys or whatever. And I was like, like how come i didn't even get to like train with these guys like you know mm-hmm. like and i they were saying like they've been saying the meet because at tfc you always have these end of year meetings mm-hmm. every year they were always saying oh like you know you're this clo- like we we like you we think you can come up to the next level whatever so then they went and they said it the second time they're like you know we think you could play at the next level and i didn't go up i was like so what are, what am i you know what am i doing like am i just fooling around here mm-hmm. Did you have a talk with them after that that last season and be like, why yeah. did I move up? So that was that was when I. Uh, it was a, like a couple. I was there for a couple months before I ended up leaving, mm-hmm. and that was the year the CPL started in what was that twenty eighteen yeah, or nineteen twenty eighteen. I can't remember. No, I left. Sorry, it was twenty nineteen because uh-huh. I was there for two years. So this was at the end of twenty eighteen that season, mm-hmm. and then starting the new year was twenty nineteen. Yeah, and that was when CPL was starting and. There was a there was a coach from a CPL team that liked me already, mm-hmm. uh, so they wanted me, whatever, to go there. So I was kind of talking with them, but mm-hmm. so pretty much when I went back um, to TFC and I found like I was training with the kids, that, and I was just like, I just felt like I was just like the worst, and that was probably the worst time because I never felt like for me whenever I play soccer, I love to play, like mm-hmm. I love it, like it just it makes me happy, you know. And that was a time where. I was playing and I was I was not happy. Like I hated going to training. Mm-hmm. I would be like on the PlayStation for like a little bit with with my teammate. 
who was who was also in the same position as me, and we would just be counting down the hours. It'd be like it's three hours the training, two hours, one hour, thirty minutes. Man, I gotta go. Mm. And so that was like a real rough time. And I just wanted to, and I just wanted to get out. Like at that point, I was already all checked out. Yeah. And thinking back now, like, and I'm happy that I kind of went through that because that was like my first real time where I felt down mm-hmm. about soccer and just like in general because whatever grade 12 was coming to a close at like in the summer that year my aim was to go up to at least the second team this year seeing all my friends go up there and then me stay back and i felt like they were keeping me back like oh like i'm a nice guy i'm not gonna say anything like Mm -hmm. i'm gonna just keep here they're just gonna keep me here and train and i was like no like you know i came back from injury i earned my spot back again i played well and then not to move up that's that's what i was already checked out but i feel like looking back now like it helped me a lot because i realized you know you got to keep going even when you're in those times you know mm-hmm. when you're struggling you got to keep training keep doing the best you can yeah so it was a good definitely a good, a good lesson. lesson for me yeah i think it's i think too like it's always like i can always tell like how a player is going to respond to like the bad moment like usually the the later on in the career they go through that, I think is the worst. Like if you're going from like entire youth set up great, you go jump straight into the pro game, you get success early on, everything's clicking and all of a sudden at 24 now, you get your first real taste of being benched or being cut or being a free agent. Mm -hmm. I think that hits players a lot harder than if it hits you in your youth career. I think like it's hard to tell the youth players to go, oh yeah, you need to go out there and have a shit experience somewhere. But like, it is true. Like the more like adversity you go on early, you get used to like, okay, I, you know, it it ends. Like it's not like the end of like your career. Like it's, you know, you go push through the adversity, things get better and Mm -hmm. then you just keep going. And then when you Mm -hmm. reach adversity again, you're like, yeah, I've already been through something like Mm -hmm. this. It's no big deal. Push through. And like it and will I, change. I think it's a key for every every player, like every mm. every sport, every not even sport, just in life in general. You always everyone's gonna go through a phase where you're down and you're kind of in the slums, as you, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. and you're not you're not feeling your best. And I feel like you need to go through those 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 phases because if you don't, once you go through those phases, you learn. You know you well if you choose to learn what you what you did wrong you know what you want to improve from what you did last time Mm -hmm. and that's how you grow like as a person like you want to be better than like you know you were yesterday so you learn from those experiences and i feel like those moments when you're down are like really important and they're honestly even the next step for you to becoming a better you Mm -hmm. it is hard though like it's again it's easier to look back on those easier to look back and say that but yeah because i've been there where you're just checked out yeah you're just counting. I, I've been counting down the days at the end of the season. I've been counting down, like, yeah. look at the trainings being like, yeah. like completely taking it for granted just because you want out, you want yeah. something new. Exactly. It's tough. Taking it those, tough. Se- they're taking those sessions for granted, even yeah. though they, even though I had a good season, maybe it's, maybe I thought they should have brought me up and maybe they should have brought me up. You know, every day is another day where you can try and get better. So I feel mm-hmm. like I should have been using those days. You know what I mean? And not being so uh, like, oh, okay, I need to go up here. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it was when I left TFC is when I really, is when I saw that because I felt like all the players and all the coaches, like when I was there, I thought I was the best. Like everybody there, like, cause in Canada at the time, all you had was Toronto FC, Montreal and Vancouver. Like those are the three, the three teams and Toronto, like 
Toronto is like all like all of Ontario, which is big. So mm-hmm. there's so many players in Ontario. So for all those players in Ontario to be on a team of like what 23, if you're on that team, you just think that yo like this is the best place. You know, mm-hmm. this is you know I'm I'm one of the best players. I'm one of the top players. I should I deserve this. I deserve that. When you don't deserve anything yet. Like you know we were st- I was still an academy player. I was what 18. Like there's no need for me to say like no matter how good of a season I had. I wasn't in the right to say, oh, I deserve to be going up. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And then, so did you leave at the end of the season there? Or did you leave? No. So the season, like we were in preseason at uh-huh. the start and it was like the first week of preseason. I was already, I was already checked out and I was already like, I was out of it. And that was what I, like there was a CPL that was starting up and a coach mm-hmm. wanted me to go there. So I was talking with him and saying like, whatever, like I was done with TFC. I'd like to leave, whatever, go to, go to go to start try something new in the cpl and then he was like they were going on and on about um like whatever there was a whole scramble well not scramble but you know every cpl team was finding their players you know it was like it was a brand new like they had to buy or get 20 20 whatever the whole new roster yeah so he was going through all the roster i was just there in the meantime training at uh training at toronto fc and uh my agent at the time was uh you know talk in talks with with those guys there about when the preseason for cpl was going to start and when i would go there and i remember i had the well i had kind of like an agreement with them that um i wanted to well if they would sign me i would whatever i had to leave tfc before they could they would sign me or whatever Mm -hmm. and so i was just waiting for that moment until i left Mm mm-hmm Okay, and then uh, which do you want to say which CPL team it was? Yeah, or? it was it was Forge, Forge, Forge yeah. Okay, so yeah, and then so but it didn't it didn't work out there, so, right? Yeah, so that that didn't work out. So I was, so I was uh, just training at TFC, right? Yeah, until I went to preseason at at uh, at Forge or whatever, mm-hmm. and then by the time preseason started, I just I had I, I had my last end of. Uh, and whatever I said to, I said to my coach, I said, Oh, like whatever. I think I'm thinking of leaving. I've, you know, I've been here now. I felt like I had a, a good season. I don't feel like, I feel like I'm not progressing up. Mm-hmm. You guys are not progressing me up. This was me at the time thinking back, like whatever, but this is what I said at the time, you know, just, I felt like I deserved, not deserved, but I was like, I feel like I train hard and I see other players going up and I'm not even getting a chance to mm-hmm. even train. And you guys say like, I'm, I'm, I, I can be playing at this other level. I should be playing at this other level, but you're not putting me up there. Mm-hmm. And then he was kind of like the coach was just like, oh, like we still think you're too small. Like you're, you know, I know you're a family guy. Like you're going to miss your family if you go elsewhere mm-hmm. or just all the, all this stuff. And like that was when I really re- like and when I left there too, like I realized like that was when I realized like I feel like a lot of people there like thought that they were the best because there was no like if you were there there was there was nowhere really else to go mm-hmm. so you thought you were the, the cream of the crop and he was yeah. saying stuff like you know if you go somewhere else it it might the grass might not be greener on the other side and mm-hmm. you know if we wanted to take you back like we'll never take you back like mm-hmm. you know what I mean and you'll want to come crawling back and we won't take you back once you leave TFC, you don't come back. Like it was, Damn. Well, it was always, yeah. And then, and the thing is, I, I, I had a, I liked the coach a lot and I had a, I had a really good relationship with him because 
like during the whole season, you know, he he liked the way I played. I liked him as a coach. I liked him as a person. You know, it, it was good, and I, and I was happy I had a coach like him. And mm-hmm. you know, but but you're you know, starting I, to see that it was like a it's a business now. It, it, yeah, yeah, I was starting to see it was a little bit of a business. And, and, and you do have to do like look at it sometimes and just be like, I mean, some, I, I mean, whether even if it was the right decision to leave or not, like you have to, in your gut instinct mm-hmm. at that moment, if, it, if it's to leave and oh, you're, you're looking for a instinct, bet. I left and I'm so happy I left yeah. because I feel like it was the best thing for my career. Mm-hmm. I, yes, you know, maybe I could have kept grinding and going there, but I think I needed to get out that system mm-hmm. and getting out that system made me just, just take a step back and see from the outside of how I was there and see what I could have done better when I was there, mm-hmm. you know? And I feel like that also really helped me to yeah, like just it, grow and just become a better player. You have and, to like balance that of like pushing through adversity and like being perseverant and like yeah. not just quitting at the first sign of like yeah, trouble yeah. with also not trying to get somebody who like, if you're an orange, they don't like oranges. Like some, sometimes it just isn't going to work. It's not a good fit. Yeah, and yeah. so like you have to balance that and, and you know exactly. in your gut when it's the right time to stay and stick it out mm-hmm. and, and get out of the mud and, and, and grind through something or if it's the right time to really leave and look for a better setup. And, and I feel only like, you can know that. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like that, well, I, for sure that was what it was because mm-hmm. I, I didn't feel like it was a place for me. I said, you know, I tried, I, you know, I thought I did what I needed to do. Mm-hmm. And then if you, if these guys are not seeing it, then yeah, I, I felt like at the time I was ready. I was hungry to play. I wanted to play at a higher level. I wasn't here just to just train or to play. Like I wanted to get to a higher level. I wanted to get better. Mm-hmm. And the, those guys, they didn't see that at the time. So I said, you know, and I was young too. I wanted to play pro. So once this was starting, I wanted to just go there. I just wanted to play professionally. Mm-hmm. So I ended up having that conversation with him. You know, he was, you know, saying that stuff or whatever. And then I left whatever when preseason started and I was with Forge for preseason, started yeah. preseason. And pretty much so I was just training there. And then every week, like, well, my agent was working out contract, uh, whatever negotiations with the club. And I was there and the league was starting. All the hype for the, the new Canadian Premier League was starting. Mm-hmm. And it was... Like pretty, then it's the time started to tick, and then I started being like, okay, like, when am I gonna sign? Like, mm-hmm. you know, like when I feel like every 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 soccer player on every trial goes through that phase. Like, okay, yeah. like I left TFC now to come sign here. Yeah. When am I gonna sign? When am I gonna sign? And uh, they kept saying like uh, that because I was a young player, like, and it was a new league, so there was all these rules that were being finalized last like last second you know mm-hmm. so they were having to go through and all the roster spots and all these these rules and regulations or whatever finalizing last second so i was kind of just being held there and until pretty much like the season started and then they were offering me like uh like academy contract type thing yeah it was like it was like for expenses it was like 700 a month or something like that mm-hmm. and at that point i was just like okay like this was well, not what i left for like you yeah. know what i mean uh, I left TFC. I mean, obviously, you don't want to leave under, like, there's no, like, you don't want to leave on a verbal agreement, you mm-hmm. know. But they were saying, like, you know, at the time, I couldn't leave because, I mean, or they couldn't sign me physically because they were still figuring out rules, mm-hmm. which made sense for, for the league, you know. And so I just ended up, I ended up leaving and getting into that. 
And then once they offered that, I was like, okay, like this isn't what I was, this isn't what you said. This isn't what I left TFC for, mm-hmm. but you know, I have to, you know, make do with, with what I got. So I was, I was there, I was training, but I didn't want to sign, sign that because it was to play with the league one team. And I was oh, like, yeah. I was already, I, it was to play with Sigma, which was the feeder team. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I already played with Sigma. Like I was already here. I feel like, you feel like you're taking I a step feel, back. I feel almost. like I'm taking a step back. I'm not trying to be cocky or anything like that. I felt like I was ready to take that next step to the next level. Mm-hmm. So I kept just being there, working hard, training. And I was like, the next opportunity I get, I'm going to just go full. Like there's no, there's no going back. Mm-hmm. And I feel like being there too, I was kind of, and that was like, that was another lesson in itself because when I was there, mm, my agent had obviously connections with, with the coach. Mm-hmm. So he was the one talking with him and I thought, oh, like, you know, he's, he's going to like, whatever, like not my spots, my spot secured, but like, you know, he would talk or whatever. And when I was training and every, as the weeks went by and I didn't get my, my, uh, my contract was not written yet. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, when am I signing? When am I signing? And now it's a, coming into my play, mm-hmm. you know, now I'm like, okay, like now what do I got to do to show this guy? Like I need to sign or whatever. And then I'm asking the coach now. What do I need to do to get better? When I know what I need, to, I know what I need to do. Mm-hmm. I know how I know, know how to play. I don't need to ask the coach, you know, what do I need to do? What like this type of stuff? And I started getting in my own head, you know, yeah. about like when I'm gonna sign, when am I? And it was affecting my play, and so that was another like, yeah, another lesson I learned too from from that experience. And I was I was happy I went through it too. I think that is like one of the biggest lessons to learn as when you go into your first pro team Mm -hmm. is because it, 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 what I've seen, the more experienced pros, they come in for a week, two weeks. And once they feel like they've showed enough and they've, they've shown what they need. You good? (laughs) I thought you were about to go to the bathroom or something. (laughs) I'm about to just talk to myself. Um, no, but I think that, um, when the pros like show they have like two weeks, they, they, they feel like they have had a good showing. They've yeah. done what they need to do. Then after like a week, two weeks max, they'll go up to the coach and be like, Hey, like, what do you think? Like, what's, are you going to sign me? And yeah. if they say, if they're like, Oh, we don't know. I'm like, okay, thank you. I'm going to go. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, you're, you're like not just being strung along. And yeah. I feel like so many younger players are so excited for that first opportunity that they're willing to, and the coaches know too, that they're willing to be strung along yeah. and four or five weeks comes, they can figure out the roster, have this guy on the side. Exactly. They know you're getting more yeah. and more desperate and then they'll offer you that low deal. And yeah. most young players would be like, yeah, sure. I'll take it. Yeah. And then that's like the business side of it. It's like, you're, they're not, I mean, coaches are all good guys. GMs are all good guys, but it is true. They're looking out for the club's best interest, how to save the club yeah. money, how the best thing for that versus like the player trying to help you out and get the mm-hmm. biggest contract. Cause it's mm-hmm. counter. No, for sure. For sure. So yeah. it is, and it is important like it, to do that. The way the, the way they went about it too was I couldn't go to any other CPL team yeah. because it was right when the league started mm-hmm. was when, was when that happened. They take away all your and leverage. All my, and I had other CPL teams that I could have mm-hmm. gone to and had trials too, but it, it took away all, it took away all that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then, I, I did the same thing with Sacramento. I was yeah. there, I was there for, I was a two day trial. They literally said you got yeah. two days. Cause I, I knew they didn't really think I was mm-hmm. going to show anything. Had a great two days. Like, okay, you know what? Come back for a week. Came back for a week, killed it. Had a really good first week. Mm-hmm. And, but they already had two right backs and they're like, yeah, you know, and I want credit to the coach. He's like, you know what? I, we already have two right backs. I don't know. Yeah, honestly, like, you I'm can train with us. Yeah, they said that. Cause I, I wouldn't be surprised if people just, 
well, I feel like that happens. Well, now that I'm seeing it too, like I'm yeah. on, like when I'm on these teams, I see how other trialists come in all the time, and they're just mm-hmm. like there's positions are already there, like, yeah. you know what I mean? But they're still in training exactly. numbers for for whatever reason. Yeah, and the and the coach pretty much he he left it on the thing of like, look, we already got two right backs. There's no point for us to sign you. Yeah, but he basically like very off to the side like he was like look we think that you would help the team at right back like mm-hmm. you know but you definitely need experience you need training if you stay and train and work hard and, and do all this stuff you never mm-hmm. know what happened there's injuries in the season you never know but yeah i don't think we we're going to sign you at this point point. and in my head i viewed that as like oh if i work hard things work out i want to be yeah. a pro player here when i should have been thank you very much we'll stay in contact looking yeah. for other options because yeah. it was still preseason at that yeah. point and i did the same thing all of a sudden now it's season starting up yeah and, and there's no there. open spots yeah so yeah it's it's a learning again it's another learning experience you have to mm-hmm. go through because mm-hmm. okay? it is hard it when you're rookie year to go up after a week two weeks and be like so i'm gonna go or unless you sign yeah. me you know it is your first year you're just trying to get on like and you're trying to do whatever mm-hmm. you can to get on and it's interesting though you didn't take that contract because i feel like most players would have taken that i feel like i feel like most players would have taken it too but I don't, and the thing is, I had nothing else on the table. I had nothing else. Mm-hmm. I had, it was summer, the season, season already started, but I felt like I, I knew I was a good player. I was, I wanted to, I wanted to, to play professional. I was mm-hmm. hungry and, and I knew that, I guess, I, and at that point I didn't have another opportunity, but I just said, you know, another opportunity will come. And I know that this next opportunity, I said to myself, I'm going to do it what's it called? There's going to be no hesitation to mm-hmm. where uh, the guy has to worry about, you know, what, how much number spots on the thing are on the team or what my agent, like if my agent's going to sort it out, mm-hmm. I'm going to just go there and they're going to have no choice but to sign me yeah. because that's how good I'm going to be. Or that's how, like, you know, that's how good I'm going to play yeah. so that that team has no choice but to sign me, yeah. you know? And that was the way I, that's what I learned from that, that, that's that situation at Forge. And, mm-hmm. I feel like that's a very experienced thing to do. Like there's always another team, there will always be another opportunity. Cause as a younger player, I feel like a lot of times yeah. I was thinking you think this that, is my only shot. I need to make it here. If it, I'm not going to be able yeah. to keep on getting opportunities, but there always and, is more but opportunities. That, it, but honestly, I feel like that wasn't even my, it didn't, it didn't feel, it didn't feel like a fit for me because mm-hmm. I stopped going away. Like I was like, you know, starting to doubt myself, like, mm-hmm. you know, and I was going away from the, the things and asking now, asking coaches and all this. And I wasn't enjoying my time. And I always play my best football when I'm having fun mm-hmm. and I'm enjoying it. I'm getting on the ball, playing like how I know I can play, you know, and playing with confidence. Every player needs to play with confidence. And that's when I play my best. And I found like, even if I signed, I wasn't in that. I, I didn't even deserve it, not deserve it, but I wasn't playing. I wouldn't have signed because I was playing my best ball. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So... And even that, that one was kind of hard for my mom too, because like, I remember she, like, she was like, get kind of getting hyped about this whole mm-hmm. new league. And this was going to be my first like contract. And she was, uh, she was telling everybody like, or my whole family, like, oh, like Kemba's going to go here. Like the look, she was getting so invested in the league. Mm-hmm. And then when it came to the fact that I didn't end up signing, like, like I, obviously I was like really sad, but like mm-hmm. she was like sad too. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like she was like, oh, like she just wanted to see me happy. So seeing me sad made her sad. Like mm-hmm. you know, so. But honestly, I kind of just took that and was like, okay, like the next the next chance I get, like I'm gonna be here training, 
and maybe really like i maybe maybe i could have signed like maybe i would have signed that if i kept didn't find anything mm-hmm. but i'm like i'm gonna be here i'm gonna keep this option here i guess that that developmental contract thing and i'm gonna just keep training and this time i'm grinding the next chance i get i'm gonna go i'm gonna be hungry i'm not talking i don't care about what the agent has what whatever agent i have mm-hmm. to do or whatever whatever i'm just gonna go there i'm gonna play like how i know how to play i'm gonna play hungry and i'm gonna show the guy that i want it so and then i my, i made my video i was lucky my dad had some contacts with uh with one of his friends or who knew a club in denmark mm-hmm. and i they sent my video to a team in denmark and then they said come on trial and i i said okay that's that's my opportunity that i that i have now mm-hmm. i'm gonna go when i go there i'm gonna go there and do my best and there's no there's no going back like mm-hmm. i'm gonna so i think it's good too that like like I talk about so much on the podcast, on my videos, everything. It's like, look, like a hundred percent, the main focus should be performing in the league you're at, improving, developing yeah. opportunities mm-hmm. are going to come if yeah. you're performing, mm-hmm. but d- highlight video CV, reaching out to agents, re- reaching out to yeah. your web or whatever old coaches contacting them saying <laughs> you're looking for stuff mm-hmm. like that being proactive is also how you get a ton of opportunities. Like yeah. you don't want to just rely on, Oh, if I play well, stuff's going to come to me. Yeah. So like the fact that again, you made a highlight video, like you were being proactive about that. Your dad's reaching out for you and then stuff comes up. But if you yeah. didn't have that highlight, vi- highlight video ready or you, didn't yeah. have, or you said, no, I'm not going to do that. Someone was going to come to me. Mm-hmm. Then you might still be stuck in yeah. Toronto, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So they saw it, they invited you out. Now you're going, you're thinking, um, Cause this team is in the, it's like the second tier of Danish football, right? Yeah. This was and, second tier Danish football, mm-hmm, which is a good level. It's a good, I I think it was compar- it's comparable to like USL. Mm-hmm. And so were you <clears throat> like, I mean, you must've been extremely excited thinking I'm going to go fly over to Denmark now, European football and, and yeah, go over for a trial. I was, right? I was excited, but I was more focused. Like mm-hmm. at that point in my, like you just kept that I, attitude from yeah, forge and I knew what I had to do. I, I, I learned what I did from, from like my lessons at TFC mm-hmm. and you know, no matter how good you do, you always got to keep going. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like there's no, regardless of how you're being treated, like, you know, you think you should go up, but that doesn't give you the right to, to not keep pushing yourself every day, trying mm-hmm. to become the best player you can be. And then forward just being on like a trial system, just being, don't worry about anything but yourself and keep, no matter what your situation is, you know, just work hard, be hungry, hundred percent of the time. So I took that to to Denmark, and we we got there on like a Monday. And what time of the year is this? This was like summer, like summertime. So it started CPL. Okay. Or the CPL. There was a couple games, and then mm. I left. And then in Denmark, is it like Sc- Scandinavia where it's, it's the, the, the the season is different? It's is it European? It's model? the European. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. It's the European. Uh, so you're coming at the beginning of the season. I was coming at the beginning of the okay. season. So they were just starting their preseason. Or like they were in their preseason, they had mm-hmm. their team. I came though, but I, when I first came, it was just like I wasn't with the first, like not the first team, but I wasn't with the the team. It was like a whole lot of trialists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like maybe twenty three. It was like a team of trialists. Uh-huh. It wasn't like a crazy amount, but like twenty three guys, with a couple of those guys coming down from the from the first team. Mm-hmm. And I just I I did well. Like I I was I went there and I did really well. And after like five days. I was like the first guy out of everyone there who they said, all right, like 
we want to sign you mm-hmm. this this that my mom was all nervous because of all the stuff that happened <laughs> about the signing so she's like until Bro. she's like until <laughs> she's like until we see the paper we're not believing anything yeah or whatever bro that's the <clears throat> attitude everybody gets as a pro like at the first time you're just like you're all like all words or like emails or like coming to preseason and stuff yeah. that you're so excited about and then it hardens you to the point of like as soon I'm as not, you, yeah. I'm not even going to smile until I put pen to paper yeah. and then I'll go thank you and even then you still don't know 100% yeah. mm-hmm. but like it hardens you to the point of like yeah a, a hundred that's a, a, every pro yeah. has the attitude it's funny nah so when I was there like I was there for just five like well it was just one week of tra- I think it was a mm-hmm. two week it was a two week trial for everybody yeah I was there for like a week, not like five days. And after the fifth day, they're like, all right, we want this guy. And then like everybody, like all the staff, all the assistants, goalie, like every coach wanted me there. Mm -hmm. And they contacted my parents. Obviously, they told them. Then they were negotiating a contract for a couple of days. They said I would go home to Canada to like get my stuff, Mm -hmm. spend two weeks, say bye to everybody, bye to my family, then come there for the season. So I went home. They're getting the contract from them. I signed it, um, and I was then at that point. I was like really happy because I was that was my everyone's happy when you sign your first pro contract. That was my first pro contract, mm-hmm. and you know I was in a place where I was playing really well. Coach really liked me, and uh, yeah. So then when I was there too, I was like whatever, just at home for two weeks, getting my stuff, and then one of the coach like the coach that was there uh he contacted my parents and he and, and he ended up so he had parted ways with the club uh-huh for i don't know i don't know whatever personal reasons or something yeah but he he really liked my style of play and he was like uh you know i really like this kid like i don't know how tfc like let him go so he's like he's sure he's not like he's not under some bind by TFC. Like mm-hmm. he's, they really let him go, or whatever. And he's like, I'd like to help him out in the future. Like whatever, if he needs help, I'd like to help him out. And you know, my parents were obviously kind of like in talk, contact with him. And at this time, I didn't have, I didn't have an agent. Uh, I parted ways with my other agent, and then, uh, yeah. Then I went back to Denmark, and it was the, it was the start of the season. The other guys that were there were just finishing up their trials. Mm-hmm. So then there was five of them. So five people from the, that, that trial ended up staying. Mm-hmm. And then, so it was us five and they, they had us in like a really nice setup, to be honest. It was a house, three floors. Uh, at first we were in like a motel for like t- a couple weeks, mm-hmm. but then we moved into a house and it, it was nice. And we preseason was preseason. Like we were playing, I was playing really well. And I was one of the, the out of the five, like I was the closest to the starting, to the starting eleven. Mm-hmm. If not like the first, like if not starting, like a couple of the games I was starting, you know. So I was like just playing really confident. I was happy with my whole situation. I signed. I'm at a pro team, and I'm playing with the first team. Like you know what I mean? They they they're seeing use in me. Where at least the other guys, they need a couple. Like they need to prove themselves a little bit more where I was like right there, you know, mm-hmm. and then season came and I didn't, and we didn't have our visas yet. Mm. So we were have to wait for our visas. So we weren't allowed to play. And, and the guy that was there that was helping us get our visas was kind of, we was just taking a minute. Like 
it was we had to get our health card to get this and then this to get that and then mm. that to get this so it ended up taking us like so long and then as the weeks went by i was like because i was expected to come in and like right into the team make an and, impact and make yeah. an impact i was the not the if not the 11 the first the first three four guys mm-hmm. like or the first three subs that come on you know so i was expected to go there and for being that young like that was like a like such a good opportunity for me for, mm-hmm. even for a second division because that's that was a really good level because a lot of those guys played superliga because that team used to be in, in superliga uh-huh. so but then i was just on the vent like after preseasons ended and all those games ended i wasn't allowed to play so i was just training and just waiting on the visa waiting on this thing waiting on this to get that and that to get this and then season obviously season goes by you're not playing yeah other people that are below you in your position start moving up you know they score goals they assist they're getting the confidence in their eyes and it was a new coach too uh-huh. at the start that coach liked me but i guess as other guys start performing you know mm-hmm. and i'm not and i can't even and it got to the stage where it was like i'm just training but i can't even like like i can't even play like it's I like can't. for what like what it's, it's not that I, it's not that i was like it's not necessarily for what but it was like i can't actually do an impact yeah, like, yeah. you know because obviously i'm still training hard like mm-hmm. and i'm I, I knew like there's no every day is a day where i got to train as hard as i can there's no mm-hmm. even even though i can't play it's not like i could just mess around like yeah, you know yeah, yeah. so i was still training hard and and showing like i wanted to play but it was still like i can't play <laughs> you know what i mean so I am kind of training for what, like, mm-hmm. you know, so by the time we did get our visas, though, we were already like two months, like we were there for a while with no, without being able to play three months, even, I don't, I don't remember how long it was. Mm-hmm. And, and our team, th- that team was doing really well. Cause they just got relegated. They still had a whole lot of super league of players. And so they were, we were just smoking every team, three nil, four nil before half five nil games. And then see like now our visas were finally in and it was the first the first weekend where i thought i was going to be on the roster and i remember they gave out the roster and i wasn't or i was i wasn't on it and i was like okay like i was expected to be on it like i was like now i'm now i'm here to play i expected to be on it and then next week it was the same thing i was like on the the 19th man like Mm -hmm. the the if someone gets injured out of the 18 i'm the next guy to come on and then it was me and another guy, one of my friends, Rafa, who who were kind of just in that same position. Every other week we were switching. Like it was either him on the bench and then I was the 19th man or I was on the bench and mm-hmm. he was the 19th man. So we just kept switching like that and wanting to play. And then the other three guys about halfway halfway through the halfway through the season or halfway through the season or whatever Mm -hmm. before the winter break yeah they said uh oh like we're not seeing you guys play or whatever so we're thinking of like loaning you like look out for a loan or whatever we're gonna buy your contract and they were all whatever that that discussion like you Mm -hmm. know they weren't like none of us were playing but me and rafa were at least on the bench and then so for them they were saying that and that was tough i guess for all of us because we became so close because even for that short time, whatever summers like started to, to, I don't remember exactly what time it was like November, mm-hmm. something like that. You know, we were living in the same house. Like we were doing 
like playing games every day together mm -hmm. like we were going through the same situation together every week although all of us are like yo we want our visa we want to play you know so to have them now they're like oh like we felt like we built like a you know a little family mm -hmm. and then those guys had to go so that was tough for all of us we're like oh man like you know and then it was the same I thing think that's one of the hardest things as, as a pro too is like every year like even if you join the same team again yeah. like every single year yeah. there's turnover of your best friends yeah. like my my absolute like For two sure. best friends from last year like callum and andrew yeah like they were like we <laughs> just just messing around all the time and then like i came back and then those guys are now they didn't come back yeah so it's like even if you do switch a team obviously you're it's 100 percent. everybody all your best friends are gone yeah. even if you do come back to the same team then they also have to come back mm -hmm. and it's just i think that's so hard as a pro you're constantly like like restarting over again and i also think that's why you like like you said in just three months you become so close with people yeah because it's like you're seeing these guys every day and you also are all starting from scratch again yeah so it's like i love that about it you meet so many people and develop such great bonds so quickly but it also is it's constant turnover yeah that's the the hard the, yeah you know because a lot of my like my best friends like i have you know a couple of my best friends in high school and and you know in elementary school or whatever it is like mm -hmm. you know you become lifelong friends with those guys but no offense to those guys but you know these guys that i'm i'm with in training i feel like are some of my best friends in a different kind of way mm -hmm. they're like they're like my brothers you know we're those guys because i'm with them yeah like, every day 24 7 i live with them i see their downs when how they're feeling they're talking to me talking to me every day like we're having fun together we're getting in the slums together mm -hmm. like you know it's we're there for each other so that one yeah and then once they ended up leaving it was just me and rafa mm -hmm. oh actually no no it was me rafa and another guy kunle who was looking for a loan mm -hmm. so it was just us three and we were there up until like winter so winter they take a little break or whatever mm -hmm. and then winter came we still had me and rafa still hadn't and kunle still hadn't played a game like we were just on the on the bench mm -hmm. every game and that was so frustrating for us because we were like okay like our team is winning five nil four nil at half like you don't have to sub on the same guy like why can't you just sub on me like mm -hmm. even if you give me a two minutes at the like like he would sub on the same guy an experienced player who's already played you know in the superliga for like two minutes at the end of the game where i'm like at least if you sub on me like that motivates me more now yeah, like yeah, now yeah. i want to to get more so we didn't we didn't understand that because we're like our team like if our team is you know one nil like you know we're 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 fighting or like yeah. one one like by all means like this is a professional environment it's not to develop players mm -hmm. you know you have to go for the win but when we're up four or five nil mm -hmm. that was when we were like okay like yeah. what's our team doing you know yeah and i feel like it the mentality did switch though once they switch coaches they switch coaches they switch management and because i think they brought us in to develop us and then sell us off to bigger clubs mm -hmm. you know but once that coach came in, it was more just we just like they just wanted to win and get back to the, mm -hmm. the top division or whatever it was. So we were just there until the end of the year. And then at the end of the year, yeah, Kune was still looking for a loan. Me and Rafa were planning on coming back. And it wasn't until uh, I was home off season, whatever, minding my business, like catching up with all my friends, like 
whatever they're asking me how is it to be a pro now all this blah blah <laughs> i'm telling them like it's nice this that because it, it was nice like to live in denmark it was it was such a like we lived in helsinger uh-huh it was such a beautiful city i don't know if you've ever been to like been copenhagen. To copenhagen you've been to copenhagen yeah. so copenhagen was just like helsinger and, okay and you know how copenhagen is like beautiful beautiful yeah and like that downtown area like you have all the shops all the mm-hmm. malls people are popping so clean yeah, everything's so clean yeah everything's popping from like monday through sunday there's mm-hmm. always something on the road so it was it was so nice to live there like we I, we had a nice house where we were all five of us stayed play games they gave us bikes where we biked to training and we'd bike everywhere because in denmark mm-hmm. you could bike wherever like so we would bike to the train then go to copenhagen buy some stuff at the at all the stores or whatever mm-hmm. so it was good so i was you know catching up with my friends telling them all about it like you know it's neat this that and then uh it was like two weeks or like a couple weeks like new year's new year's came they called me or like the the club contacted me and was saying pretty much the same thing with rafa because i had my end i had my end of meeting with them and i said like you know obviously like i'm not playing a lot but i'm not a guy to just quit like that like you know mm-hmm. i'm gonna be here like i'm fine to be here i'm gonna work harder and i'm gonna prove to you guys that i deserve to be playing mm-hmm. i went home then they ended up contacting me saying all right like whatever we don't we don't see that you're gonna be playing a lot like you know what i mean and we think it's better for you you're a young player you gotta go play or whatever mm-hmm. and we obviously there's new guys that are gonna come in this that so then that one was another one where it was just like okay like <laughs> not to swear but fuck like here we go again like here we go again like yeah. you know i finally signed a pro contract and i did so like i would i came in there i did so well and there was so much extracurricular stuff with the visa mm-hmm. and coach switching and now these guys are just kind of treating us like like because there when we were there too they they kind of like because we were like american the new coach that came in just spoke danish Mm. and like kind of just like took us out of the equation in a sense like you know and that coach he only used certain players like he used his guys and even beside like with even with all that i felt like all five of us even were training well and doing well and i thought any of us should have got one chance to play because we weren't just like all right these guys are fucking us off or whatever Mm -hmm. and we're just uh like moping about like we were training yeah. well so like we still like we were trying to get better every day still so whatever we i was like okay here we go again like you know mm-hmm. and i was like they were offered like it was either to to go back or to buy out my contract or whatever at the time for me i was just like i don't want to go back to square one mm-hmm. so i was like no nah, like let me go back and let me like whatever keep doing this or and there's i don't i don't remember exactly what the agreement was but it was maybe to be with the under 19s or, or train with those guys or something mm-hmm. and, and they were they were doing some shady deal pretty much to get me to, to to buy me out yeah i don't remember what it was but it was like if i go back i'm training with the under 19s and i was like i was training well with the first team yeah like, why am i gonna go like but they were just saying that so like i wouldn't go back because mm-hmm. they wanted to clear space or whatever so my mom just said like oh my parents i had like whatever discussion with my parents and well when my agent at the time or whatever he would we were saying like oh it's better we just go just get out the system they're kind of it was kind of a toxic it was it was a toxic environment you know especially when you go to these like third 
division teams in like Sweden or Switzerland or these these not like the top five leagues. Mm-hmm. They had they they try all these stuff. Mm-hmm. So we were just like, let's just get out the system. We'll find another opportunity, and we just and we and we take it from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I say a lot that like um, when it comes to like being a pro and not just even signing a contract, signing a contract is one thing, but like in terms of it working out, like the stars have to align, like yeah. everything needs to align. Yeah. And it's, it's really important not to get discouraged, even though it's impossible not to get discouraged. But like, if you are like constantly feeling that you're at the pro level and you're yeah. just not signing that pro contract because of visa mm-hmm. issues, because of like, there's too many players in your position because you mm-hmm. can't, for whatever reason, as long as they're not saying you're not good enough, like you're not at the level, yeah. then that, if they're saying that, then the stars don't need to align. You just need to get better. But mm-hmm. if you feel like you're like right there, right there, right yeah. there, you're getting into teams, you're being signed and you're just not getting your break. It's mm-hmm. like, you just got to get to an environment where the stars align. Like the coach yeah. rates your style of play. You're in a good setup. Mm-hmm. You you know, you're being picked early on. You're getting into preseason early. You don't have visa issues that yeah. delay you two months. Everything mm-hmm. just needs to align and it's yeah. going to work out. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it takes years for the exactly. stars to align, exactly. you know? Yeah. And that's what it's sounding like for the from Toronto to Forge to yeah. Denmark. And it was, yeah, all those, all those, those, those places, it wasn't the best like fit for mm-hmm. me you know like mm-hmm. something wasn't there or something didn't click and even when i like i signed like i was fully on the team everything yeah you know they switched the coach you know coach coaches play a big part you know the coach is the one that decides the tactics who might like your style of play you might mm-hmm. not you know they they changed the way that were their identity or what they wanted for the club obviously we weren't even physically allowed to play because we didn't have a visa at the time so that you know super set us back yeah it's yeah and it, it is and so many players a lot of players too they don't see like oh i just need the stars to align and they mm-hmm. just quit like that you yeah. know they're like ah oh, it's not working out i gave it i gave it my shot now yeah. it's gonna work but like the people that really do like end up having good careers or making it or whatever it's just like they don't get like this might get upset or you know it's not fun to be in those situations but they just keep on like that persistent like i'm just gonna find it yeah. just gotta keep going keep going yeah. keep going and then all of a sudden one year you know, Jamie Vardy, then boom, 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 boom. Exactly. Or even not even that extreme, but just like all of a sudden you're playing every single game, starting every single game, you yeah. know, for you, the league that, you know, at a lower division league still, that's like breaking through, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it's important. So, so did you end up getting the bot out and leaving? Yeah. So they ended up, they were just saying, all right, let's just, let's just get out of this system. Cause it was not a good system for me to be mm-hmm. in. They said, all right, yeah, sure. I'm started from scratch. At least now I said I've signed pro. So at least that I have that leverage to t- say mm-hmm. to other teams, but I hadn't played a game. I hadn't played, made my professional debut yet. So, but I was still like, I had to be, I had to be strong about it. Like they were saying that's the best fit for me. And I was obviously, I didn't want to just leave and like have nothing on the table, but yeah. I said, I have to get out. And I kind of just took the situ, Like I thought back to the situation at TFC and I said like, you know, it's not a good environment. Mm-hmm. Another it's not, guy. It's, it's not over. Like it's yeah. not over. Let me. I have nothing right now, but let me just keep training. And it. That one, another one. Like it was just the same thing for my mom too. Like they obviously didn't. They they just want to see me exceed my parents. Mm-hmm. You know. So seeing me now have to be th- like there. Honestly, I feel like it made me kind of snap out of like. There's no time to mope around type mm-hmm. of attitude. Cause like obviously I was like okay like what the hell like I'm not now i'm just i have no team like i'm without a contract you know mm-hmm. and then just seeing 
like my parents just be like just with the how they were sad and annoyance i'm like there's no time for me to be you know what i mean the next thing i get it's, a, it's the next thing i get you know i'm gonna get another chance and the next chance i get i gotta do the same thing that i did when i first signed here is you know just show them and then i trained like so hard in canada like when i was in canada this was when it was like it was started january so it was, mm-hmm. it was snowing they had like a facility that was open i was training like two times three times a day like every day just i was just there's you don't ever get any better training than after that like a setback like that and you're just so motivated yeah. and all you know, i was just, the best training i was just grinding well because i knew that like well i had an agent too like he was who was helping me like mm-hmm. look for teams and at this point like i guess like i could say i was a pro because i signed already so i was yeah. i was i was just like all i needed was just another team you mm-hmm. know really so i said okay i'm gonna find another team or whatever and then I just, I'm just be ready for that team. That's mm-hmm. it. And I do the same thing I did when I went to Denmark. So the, one of the coaches or whatever, who wanted to help me out later onwards, he had some connections with RGV. The, the Danish coach? No, he, the one who left. Like the one who uh, left. Yeah, the yeah. previous Danish yeah. coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, he had some connections with RGV and you know, he came to me and, or he was just like, he wanted to help me out. Obviously that now he saw I wasn't playing and for that, whatever that team in Denmark. Mm-hmm. So he knew some people at, at RGV. He sent them my video and whatever and, or whatever video I had from last year. And, or actually I had to make a new, I had to make some new clips from preseason that I had in Denmark uh-huh. or whatever. And I sent like, obviously my resume, like, you know, I've signed here. I've been here whatever, yeah, this yeah. long, told them whatever they say. Yeah. Come for trial. And I went to RGV, uh, and then I kind of just like I knew like it was no time to like mope about. I just I was focused. I I was training for like a month, grinding, ready for that opportunity. Even though it wasn't, uh, you want to sign, just sign. Like you know what I mean. You don't mm-hmm. want to have to go on trial again. Yeah, but I said, yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter if I'm starting from scratch. Like this is my situation. Let me just do the best I can, and that's it. And do the same thing to where they there's no way that these guys can't sign me mm-hmm. i have to be the i have to be so confident in my play so that they they have to take me or mm-hmm. like you know what i mean so i went there and i did well like i did well like i like it was what i said i was gonna do like i worked hard i i played well and then they were just waiting to hear from so i was there for like two weeks or something three weeks and then they were like yeah we want or two weeks and they said they wanted to have me or whatever because after two weeks, some guys went home mm-hmm. or whatever. And then they were still waiting, waiting to hear some stuff from Houston. Because Houston, they like Houston, they were in a RGV was in a partnership with Houston. Yeah. So they had to uh negotiate uh because Houston was the one kind of that decided the players that stayed. So RGV mm-hmm. was like, Yeah, we want to have this guy here. We just gotta make sure we just gotta confirm Houston, you know, sees it like they see a plan for you or something. Mm-hmm. So and then like a week later, yeah, they said whatever. I ended up signing and then I was there preseason. We were doing well. The first game of the season, I was I wasn't a starter. Mm-hmm. I was we I didn't have my visa again. Mm-hmm. First game of the season, I didn't have my visa again. I I would have been on the bench though, but I didn't have my uh, my visa. We missed the first game, we lost. And then uh we went into COVID. <laughs> One game, we went into COVID. And at the time too, like I was like, all right, neat. 
at least now my visa can come in before we play any other games. <laughs> uh-huh. Not knowing what COVID would have turned into, obviously, today <laughs> yeah, yeah. or whatever. You're thinking, oh, nice. Two weeks, visa will come in. I'll like, be back playing. I was like, two weeks, visa will be back. I'm not missing the next game, and then it's good. And then global know? pandemic shut down yeah. months. And then global pandemic <laughs> shut it down. And, and these guys were a lot more, like, on top of, yeah, like, professional yeah, yeah. about getting the visa. So, it, like, okay, like, I got the visa within, like, was literally one or two more weeks mm-hmm. and then yeah we were just in pandemic i mean every it was it was tough like how was how was mentally uh that time for you during pandemic of like uncertainty not playing not training now you're in texas just have some new teammates but you're not with your family or other friends and now just chilling waiting for football I was, to start back i up. wasn't stressed at all to yeah, be honest that's like good i was I, I, like i was there like mm-hmm we were just waiting to see what would happen with the season. I'm not a really, I'm not really a guy. I'd never really get homesick. Mm-hmm. Like I've always been like, like when I went to Denmark, it's not a good, I mean, you could say it's not a good thing. I, my parents know, like they contact me every now and then, but I'm, when I'm gone, I'm doing my thing there mm-hmm. and, and they let me, they give me my space only like now they actually talk to me a lot more than I used to. But when I was like in Denmark and started RGV, like, I talk to them once a week, maybe once every two weeks, just mm-hmm. to give them a little update or a little text here and there. Yeah. But I wasn't homesick. Like, I was kind of just chilling. We were just there waiting. So we had, like, our runs that we had to do every day or whatever. Mm-hmm. So i do those runs. I would train with my best friend there, Emil, and then I would just play, like, Call of Duty. And I was like, this she... Like yeah, that's that was the real that's that the was life. the real life though. Like yeah, that was what that was how it was. Like we weren't allowed to leave, and the place I was was like, it was like those apartments there, except I, except uh, you needed a car. Like uh, the yeah, closest yeah, yeah. thing to get to was like this uh, was the gas station, tw- like fifteen minute walk, mm-hmm. and then which is mind blowing for Europeans. Like what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, that was that was chalked. Like <laughs> yeah. that was fifteen minutes, and then like. 45 minutes or 50 minutes to get to like mcdonald's walmart i'm like yeah well, i'm not doing that walk like i tried to do it once i was like no <laughs> i'm not doing it and then yeah so I, we were just there like literally playing cod and mm-hmm. then training and then running like that was like what we did for i don't know how long those months were and we had like little zoom stuff like different stuff. i'm yeah. sure you, you were with tulsa yeah you were with tulsa last mm-hmm. you guys probably did the same stuff like yeah, little zoom thing. meetings and little zoom stuff like we were reading books as a team and stuff. But really? We, yeah. <laughs> you had a little book club going we had, on? We had a little, we, they made us do a little book club and uh-huh. we were kind of like telling some stuff, like they made everybody tell like a little story. That's kinda, cool. That's kind of cool. like how, like whatever I'm doing today. Yeah. It was, like, it was just a way miniature version. It was like a <laughs> 10, maybe 10 to 30 minutes. Some, some up, some, uh-huh. like, some up, uh, just to keep you guys like mentally. Like, yeah. Just to keep us mentally. And- yeah. They wanted us to do in some little homework. Yeah. Whatever. I was like, yeah, men's are back in school. What is this? <laughs> but but uh-huh no nah, so we uh, we were just chilling really yeah. the whole until until like preseason and and the league yeah. started back up again and then uh yeah we started back up like in i think we're starting training in like june with the like the socially distanced training and stuff and then season yeah. started in july how did the rest of that that rgv season go for you though it was it was really good for me like it was good and bad like this was my first this was my first season the first game that we played was i I made my debut that game i came on for like the last 10 minutes Mm -hmm. 10 minutes of the game but i was like okay finally now because i i signed last year my first like even a year and something now my first pro contract but it was only now when july or whatever the season started yeah last year 
where I'm finally now playing my first game. Yeah. So that gave me a whole lot of motivation. Now. You, you know what's funny is that, so for me, it took me, when I dropped out of college and I was like, I'm going to go for it. It yeah. took me, I even remember it was 578 days. Like I counted it. Yeah. It took me 578 days from when I dropped out until when I actually put pen to paper for my first contract, yeah. which is a long time just going to trials and searching. Yeah. But then as soon as I signed it, I played my first, started my first game that weekend yeah. and then I started the rest of the games that seat. So I was very fortunate in that aspect, yeah. but it took me a year and a half to get the contract. Yeah. And you were like the opposite. And I'm the opposite. Signed it a little bit quicker, but it took you I a year and a quick, bit. But it took me like a year and like whatever, a month to get or the so game. to get like my first what game. What do you think is better or worse? That, to each, like to I'll each wanna, their own. It's however yeah. you, it's however you want to take it. Like, I don't, I feel I'm, like I'm trying to think mentally what I would rather. I think honestly, I think, I think I like. I mean, for, I think for yours me, would be worse to be honest. Cause maybe you're there, and then you're just not like you haven't got. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. It's I don't know. I feel like for me though, like it taught me so much though. So mm. I like, I was so happy and fortunate in a sense. Like I, I am happy and like that I went through, like that experience with TFC with Forge, mm-hmm. and like you know signing and not playing and like just like you know they were just like regardless of my play kind of just like politic thing yeah we were just not playing you know and going through those and just still because it just it just made me stronger and then when rgv came it was just yeah it was that was just the that was the breakthrough it was hot i told you about the heat mm-hmm. it was things were starting to click now i was playing well it, it was the start of the actually i had a little bit of a slum phase like uh, at the start of RGV season, like it was mm-hmm. during preseason, and I was playing, like I told you, I was playing Call of Duty like every day, mm-hmm. and I'm a I'm like a gamer, and that was when I realized, yeah, I have to stop gaming, because every time I like stopped playing, my career was always going up. Mm-hmm. Like when I was playing, I was just like chalked. What do you think that is? Because I'm I'm competitive, like with everything, like mm-hmm. like in train, like with soccer and in like on the game, like. I can't I can't play like FIFA mm-hmm. and be like shit or like whatever like mm-hmm. bad. I have to be good because like I'll play my friends and I want to beat them, you know. So the thing is, I'll play like whatever for a couple hours, and then when I'm not playing, I'll go on like YouTube or Twitch and I'll watch like the best players in the world, mm-hmm. similar to like how I watch like the best professional soccer players in the world, and try and like do what they do or learn from them, like the shoulder checking, all this mm-hmm. stuff, the positioning. So I would do that the same thing with for the game, and just I would be spending too like my mind would be too much on it yeah i don't it's obviously not necessarily the game because i had times when like i was playing it in denmark too Mm -hmm. i was playing it in denmark too and i didn't make my career didn't go up and that's a whole like there's obviously the visa all these other Mm -hmm. things but it was a time where i was also on the sticks so (laughs) Mm -hmm. that's when i was like yeah i'm not going on sticks no more even (laughs) though we were in a pandemic he had all this stuff yeah mans are too distracted yeah so then yeah as soon as i cut it out though i was already i was back to how i usually was mm-hmm. um and then that was like the decider where i was like all right now i know for sure because i was like the third time i stopped playing on the ps4 and mm-hmm. it went up right after interesting so then yeah season started i played the first 10 minutes of that game the next game i was fortunate enough like i started it's like you know and it just it just clicked i played mm-hmm. well that game i was slowly getting games in like 
I was still kind of fitting the system, feeling, mm-hmm. feeling it out. Like our team was doing, like we were, we were chalk, like we were losing <laughs> bare, like or we yeah. were losing a you lot. You guys had for The thing was though, when I remember even I, I talked about that with one of my teammates when we were came down to play you guys. I was like, look, like because I'd watched a few of your games, just scouting reports and stuff like that. I'm like, dude, these guys like they're losing, but they're not like. <laughs> you're not going to go and get an easy win. Like we you guys would compete. You could play. I remember like, it's, do you have that nah. big field? It's tough. But I like, feel like we were, we were giving up easy wins, but we could play. Yeah, exactly. We could play. But then you like, would have a mental lapse, a couple we, mistakes that's, that's and all of a sudden, goal, that's, goal, goal. That's goal. what I'm saying. We would yeah. give up. Like we would, we would give up so many goals yeah. and then we wouldn't really like, we couldn't finish. Like mm-hmm. we could not score. And then obviously if you're not scoring and then you're, you're couple turning over, like getting red cards yeah. and, 20 minutes in the game like yeah. you're not gonna you can't expect to hold on for every like time we played minutes. you it was it was a battle it was never or, like oh yeah easy three nil win here we go yeah if someone makes a mistake defensively or goalie or yeah. midfield like whatever remember that game uh, where we played till like 3 a.m against that, you guys nah yeah that one was chalk <laughs> with the mosquitoes that game was real <laughs> i gotta show you the picture so, i have a picture of my leg yeah. after the game bro it looks like mm-hmm. i have smallpox like it's yeah. just a disease, like so many mosquitoes. No, so, so for these guys or whatever, the, the guys <laughs> the watching, listeners. yeah, for listeners, we played each other last year when Tulsa played RGV and you're, there was too many mosquitoes. I had never seen mosquitoes like that. It was raining. Mm-hmm. So we had like a rain delay. The game was supposed to be at like, I don't know, nine, eight, nine or, or like seven, eight or nine or something like that. There was rain delay for like three hours. We were just there waiting game finally started but in where mcallen is or where rgv is is uh is mcallen it when it rains the mosquitoes start coming or whatever because it was pouring rain i never seen so many mosquitoes in my life it was so bad the camera angle would change to like our coach or something you could just see the swarm yeah like over um like 50 like my room like my roommate the goalie he was bald i think he woke up the next day with like 20 or like 25 like just mosquito bites on his yeah. head like everybody had like it was and bad. we finished the game at like 3 a.m yeah we like we got out of there at like yeah like 3 a.m our flight the next day we had to leave the hotel at 5 45 no so we so got in like, we got it. i remember we i got in and like <clears throat> in bed at 3 45 in the morning i'm like the best case scenario right now i get two hours of sleep yeah like best best case scenario it was it was tough but yeah so you're getting into games you started mentally like you must have been like okay stars are aligning things are going well now yeah things were clicking like it wasn't like a crazy season like i was still figuring like Mm -hmm. feeling myself out figuring the team like i wasn't i was playing well like i was i I was earning my spot like you know i was slowly earning my spot i was starting i was fortunate enough you know other players were out Mm -hmm. and then i was starting but then i was starting to prove myself so then obviously like you know when other players are not playing and you're playing well you start jumping ahead so i was starting to you know do do a lot better and start scoring getting assist and then yeah like it was a short season it was like what 13 we played like 13 games yeah but i got a i got a, a decent amount of starts for my first year i was like one of the youngest players on the team so mm-hmm. for me i was i was just really happy with that and towards the end of the year i really started playing a lot better like mm-hmm. just now like i had like you know my 
my my cleats in the, with the turf or i don't know hooves in the sand or whatever analogy you <laughs> want to or hooves in the, true. i think it whatever. takes like i think it takes like 10 15 games to really find your groove and with yeah, that season groove, yeah. as soon as you get into your groove all of a sudden okay good good yeah. season boys because i hadn't played a season for like until tfc so yeah. it was like my first i was just yeah. kind of getting comfortable like i wasn't playing bad but I wasn't playing crazy. Like I was just mm-hmm. doing well and showing that I wanted to play. Like I was trying to be as hungry as I can be and, you know, take every chance that I get. And yes, yeah, so I was just playing good games, good games. And then finished off, I finished off the year pretty, pretty decent. Like mm-hmm. we lost like pretty much every game. We, we won like two at the end. Mm-hmm. I remember you guys had a little end. Yeah, you guys beat had, OKC or something. We beat OKC and we beat... Uh, another team austin austin yeah Yeah. because we needed you guys to Mm -hmm. to, or i think we were at the point now where we're like as long as austin does just win their last two games and we don't lose their last two games Mm -hmm. and then you guys beat them and we're like all celebrating over that yeah no like that's good and then so after the season you had your end of the year meeting and how'd that go with the coaches and gms Mm -hmm. and everybody it was good like they were happy with me they 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 uh they were really happy with me. Like they didn't expect for me to contribute as much as I did. Mm-hmm. Like they brought me in. Like I hadn't played a game, a pro game. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously they expect every player to have an impact, but they didn't think I'd be starting as much as I started mm-hmm. and, you know, doing as well as I did, like being whatever, 19 at mm-hmm. the time. And then, yeah, coming in and doing well. And they, did they offer you another contract for the this 2021 season? Yeah, they offered mm-hmm. me another contract or like, my contract, it was like multiple years. It was multiple uh, years. With option years? Or just... It was options. Though. Okay, like okay. They had the option. Yeah. So it was multiple years. I just, it was pretty much just if they, they were the one telling me if I wanted to come back. I had the end of term meeting and they were, I already knew like they kind of wanted to have me back like mm-hmm. I, based on the last year that I had there. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, they said like, oh, so then I went back home for, yeah, for, for, uh, off season and i was just training like i i i found like i was always training a lot like i was always playing every day mm-hmm. but the more like as the funny thing is is the higher levels i advance i found myself training more yeah but you would think you would train less yeah, yeah. i mean like you think that the higher you go you train less but so once i came home though i just trained mm-hmm. i was just like every day like twice three times like i would never i never and i was never so mode like motivated to train mm-hmm. like I, they were telling me that, that also there was it like i'd probably go to preseason with the dynamo with the first team mm-hmm. so i was like okay like now is, this is my opportunity you know to play like real like this is the mls this mm-hmm. is what you want to be playing first division so I just went home and I was just training. Like I was seeing my friends enjoying having fun. Like I would see them and then train and then train and then train, see them and then train. So I was just in that phase for like a while. And then it started getting like cold. And then this time with COVID though, I didn't have like the facilities. Yeah. I didn't have the bubbles. I didn't have the, the, you know, the gym, yeah. anything like that. Everything was closed. And I was asking like the, 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 kickboxing guy and no, i was asking everybody i knew like you know where can i can i borrow your gym for a little bit and get big and this and all that and you know it was good for a while but once it started snowing it was tough because mm. it was just cold like you you couldn't even train it got to the point where like i was like because sho- i never like well also there was indoor fields yeah but i was like shoveling out literally shoveling out like 
little you know, square, a little section. square patches, doing my dribbling, doing my running in the track. Mm-hmm. But there was still like, like they clear the snow, but there's still snow there, you know. Mm-hmm. So I was running around the track with snow, and it's cold, and you can't even like <laughs> breathe, your, like you know, breathe yeah. properly. But I was just pretty much just grinding because I was like, when I go if when I go to Houston, there's that's it. Like you, gotta you know, be ready. I, mean? I got to be ready. These guys are gonna be. I'm taking a spot from someone who's feeding their their kids, you know. I'm mm-hmm. gonna have to go there and and show them and do my best, and so I was just waiting, and then yeah, they were saying yeah I was gonna come, and then obviously it took me it took so long for us to like end up coming because of COVID messed yeah. up everything this year because I was like I was expecting to come back in like January mm-hmm. and I got pushed to February, <laughs> and I was like and I was just like yo just get me back like I'm just yeah. trying to I'm just trying to go, uh yeah then I ended up going back in in March. Or mm-hmm. whatever start of whatever the start of pre I don't know. Yeah, it was like started. we started like March first. You guys started like March first. Yeah, it was like a little bit before that, maybe end of February, but March start of March though. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I was with the Dynamo, and then we had I had like the week COVID thing or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, and I got like sick. Like I don't know what it was. I got mad sick, and the next week was like whatever the proper preseason or whatever Mm -hmm. and it was just me and another guy that got brought up from rgv to that and then it was just the rest of the team and Mm -hmm. like a couple academy guys and a couple trialists not a lot but we were there i was sick i was like sick for a while like i couldn't get rid of it because every time i go to training i'd make it worse and it'd get (laughs) like good i was doing okay like i i was like i was doing well but i wasn't i wasn't say like top like i wasn't my wasn't my you know my mm-hmm. nine out of it wasn't a nine out of ten ten out of ten performance like you know mm-hmm. or like i wasn't i needed to show a lot more hunger than yeah. i did like i was hungry and i was showing it now and then but it needed to be more consistent like mm-hmm. there was there was days where i was just fitting in and i can't fit in like yeah. you know what i mean i was doing well like to fit in is is doing well like you know but mm-hmm. i gotta do 10 times what these guys are doing because mm-hmm. i you know what i mean and, it, me, and it's it's so easy too from the outside to be like well just you know just don't fit in, stand out. But like, you're going to it, like, this is MLS level yeah. players. Like, it's yeah. not like, Oh yeah, you're going in with the the local, mm-hmm. like amateur men's yeah. league team and standing yeah. out. It's way easier to stand out there than yeah. it is to stand out with MLS players. Even USL yeah. players, it's tough. But no, for me, like I was surprised too. like going in, like I thought like, you know, this is the top. But when I went there, I didn't, I didn't find the level. Like I knew like mm-hmm. that was, and I found like it wasn't even a level like, I knew I could play. It was a level I knew I could play and do well in. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, it wasn't different from the players I was playing with down there. You know, mm-hmm. they're just a little. Every player is just a little bit more serious. Every coach is a little bit more serious. A little and a little bit more consistent. Little tiny details. Little tiny stuff. Yeah. But I knew, like, I was like, it's not. I can do well here. Like th- this team, like, is a team like I can re- like shine. Like mm-hmm. I can do. I can have a good season, like how I did last year. Like you know, so. But it, I don't know what it was. Something wasn't, something wasn't clicking for me. Uh, I also was like, or yeah, it just stuff was just not clicking for me. Like you know, I was trying to like, and I, every day was like, all right, it's a new day. Like you know, let me just go there and just be me. You know, be Campbell, be hungry, happy, enjoy, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, there'd be days where I was doing really well, and then there'd be days where I was like, I never really did bad, but. Cause I, but I never like, you know, excelled to the way yeah. I knew I could play. 
you know and especially being sick like you know when you're sick and like you're, you're just like you get tired so quick yeah you get tired so quick so i felt like that was pissing me off too because i felt like i trained so hard for three months i never trained like like how i did those three months i never trained so hard and so often for mm-hmm. those three months and i was so ready for this opportunity and by the time i got it like i was sick and that was holding me back like because i was doing well but i wasn't doing as well as i knew i could mm-hmm. i was getting too tired like you know having to pass the ball and not being creative when in times i need to be creative so that was that yeah mm-hmm. and then so um once you're how long were you there for before they were like okay like gave you the uh, answer uh, i was there for like two months maybe a month and a half mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. and then said like thank you so what, like so what no 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 because because i left or because i was still or, or so rgv and and houston split like their mm-hmm. whatever their relationship so technically it, it, i was a, or i was a houston player yeah so but i spoke with the coach and he was like, oh, like, you know, we like you. We have you. We, we can have you here or whatever. We want to have you here. But you're you're not going to play. Like, you're not going to play a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you're going to play, what, two games here or two, two minutes here, five minutes here. Like, we think it's better for you. You're a young player to to be getting games and to be playing. And I, and I, I said to him, I was like, yeah, I totally agree. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like last year was a year. Like, Denmark, I didn't play. I told him a little bit about my situation with Denmark. I told him, Denmark, I didn't play at all. It didn't help me. At least at RGV, I was getting time, I was getting minutes, and that, you know, made me go from whatever there to here. Uh-huh. So for me, it's just I want to get in the system where I can play. Then they started looking at teams for loan loan for me, because uh, I I was supposed to go down to R- or they, they were asking to to send me down to RGV again for for this season, mm-hmm. and they brought in a new coach at RGV. So he switched. They kind of wanted to just change management. They just wanted mm-hmm. to go for full on. They want to win this year. You know what I mean? So that was their, that was their goal. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I wasn't in those plans. Like they wanted to bring more experienced players. Yeah. Even though for me personally, I don't know why they wouldn't want to take me because well, number one, I was young. Two, I'm not just a, like I, I could play right now. Like I can contribute to the team right now, mm-hmm. you know? And I was just, I was hungry. Like I was, I, I wanted to get better. I wanted to, I wanted to, to, to help and, or to contribute to the team in mm-hmm. the best way I could. But whatever that happened, that they, they had the discussion with the coach. Uh, he wanted to bring in his own players. So I was there at RGV, I mean, at Houston training. They were looking for a team for me to loan to where I could get minutes. I just said to them, any U- any team in the USL is, is good for me. Just like, cause I was playing, as long as I stay in the USL, I was playing there last year. Give me the same level, another year where I could play, just build, get in my groove, learn. Like I'm still young. I want to play. Mm-hmm. I want to just get that experience really. And then I guess Mike, but well, well, they reached out to Mike, but I think Mike already knew about me from last year. Like mm-hmm. we were in the same division. So he, he probably watched a lot of the games. So he, he already liked, like, like the way I was playing. So he just, he, they reached out to him. That was like the first thought, like that was the quickest one I got. The first one I got. And I said, for me, I didn't, I wasn't like waiting on a whole lot of options Mm because it didn't matter what team I didn't, I'm not from the States. Like I don't know like any players that here, I didn't have a preference, you know, Mm -hmm. I just said any USL team where I could play, you know, he was the first one that said, you know, I like this guy. I, 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 um, you know, 
I think he can contribute to the team. I've seen him play already. So, and I, I knew that I heard that, well, the guys from Dynamo were telling me that he was a really good coach. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, that's, he's a good coach. He wants to have me here. It's a, it's a coach that wants to have me and have me a part of the, a part of the system. Mm-hmm. And then it's in the USL. So I said, okay, that's good. They, and then they negotiated the, the loan agreement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, I think that's kind of like the, the attitude that's, to have i think that most majority of the time that first offer is is your best offer you know the coach that reaches out to you and says yeah i want him Mm -hmm. i like him and and Mm -hmm. wants you i think you nine times out of ten it's it's smart to go with that you know Mm -hmm. because if you go and you wait for like the ideal setup a lot of times the coach that wants you you say no i'm gonna wait for like the the perfect perfect ideal setup yeah if it doesn't come then all of a sudden now you're begging a coach to bring you and he's like i don't know yeah i don't really like your you know rate your style that much Mm -hmm. so i think the first it's a good attitude i don't care where i want to go to a place where the coach wants me yeah at the level i want and let's go yeah you know it's good and then how's your transition been because you got here in like april right yeah, I got here like right before the season started. Uh-huh. Like I got here like two weeks before. Yeah. So that that was another reason why, because I was already with with Dynamo for like mm-hmm. two mo- or I don't know how long that was, a month or something, almost two months. And I was like, season was gonna start for USL soon. So I just said, you know, there's, I, it's good. It's good sometimes to have all those other options. But I said, yeah, first first thing that someone wants me, let me go. So mm-hmm. I came in, and then my thing was just like to get into a groove because mm-hmm. at dynamo i didn't get into my groove like yeah. i never got into a groove and so my parents my or my agent was really saying like you know you just got to go there and and be be me really is just play the way i know how i can play be happy be hungry those are like my two my two things if i play when i do that when i play with confidence and i'm hungry i show like i want to be there be and enjoy my game and that's and when i came here i found like you know everybody was obviously really cool like i thought i fit in like really really well like yeah. re- really fast <laughs> i mean this guy you don't you still don't really bang with me but you know <laughs> the other guys you know yeah they're i think if i could say so myself yeah they, no they definitely like having definitely. me there so yeah no I, cool. I, I thought so too like i mean you can always tell when somebody comes in and then they like just play well fit in and then, yeah. then like just do well like just like a seamless integration versus like mm-hmm. someone's like, okay, this guy needs to learn the system. This guy needs yeah. to, and obviously there's always going to be parts of like learning, but mm-hmm. like there's a difference between like, Oh, just learning typically where, you know, the movements yeah. and positioning versus yeah. like, Oh no, this guy needs a full year of training. Yeah. Versus he can get. And yeah, so it's been good. And then, so yeah. now, I mean, we are 10 games in the season. Yeah. Uh, you, you've gotten some starts, gotten some, gotten yeah. a lot of a few appearances. <laughs> How's that been? It's been good. Like I, I'm like, I don't think like I, I think it's exactly what I wanted like mm-hmm. I'm so happy with how the situation worked out because going back to or like if I was at, if I was at Houston I would have just probably been training mm-hmm. like you know it wouldn't have been as good for me and if I was at RGV who knows like I don't know if that coach had me in his plans he has his own things right now yeah so at least I'm happy I'm here like Mike is he likes the way I'm playing like I'm starting a lot of the games like are playing a lot of the games so mm-hmm. i think it's good i'm starting to get into my my groove my flow so hopefully they keep up like that mm-hmm. mm. yeah perfect all right sweet and that brings us that yeah brings us to today that's it now you're on the uh, against all odds podcast yeah thanks <laughs> thanks for having me yeah no this i is... got before we end though i got three questions for you okay okay um the first question is uh what has been the absolute highest like i always say like a 
like your career's ups and downs and I, I related to a roller coaster of mm-hmm. highs and lows. What has been the absolute highest high of your career and the absolute lowest low? The highest high I think was uh, when I signed for RGV. Uh-huh. I think because, well, I went through all that, that this stuff with TFC and um, wait, I said the highest high, right? Yeah. Yeah. Was, was with RGV because mm-hmm. I went through all that with, uh, whatever TFC Forge and that experience with Housinger in Denmark, <clears throat> and I was with nothing. And when I went there, like I like I trained so hard for that month. Mm-hmm. And when I went there, I just I played and I was so confident in myself. And like I started, uh, I was I was journaling or whatever. Mm-hmm. I started journaling in Denmark, and I I was always writing down. Like I knew, like I knew after the first two weeks I would sign because I knew I was playing well. And I was, I was just ha- like, I was happy because I said I was going to do all those things and mm-hmm. I did it, you know, or like I worked so hard. And then when, when you see things starting to come off, mm-hmm. that's, that was, that was probably, I'd say one of the happiest moments I've, yeah. I've been in my career. That's good. The lowest low. And the lowest was definitely at TFC yeah. that time when the time, like TFC, like I had a good time there, but definitely the time when it was the end of the year and they had the meeting saying like, Oh, uh, we want to see you move up. And I moved up mm-hmm. or like the next year we went and it was like the first week of training. And I like, I like, I, I remember the, like the, the time exactly. Like I walked in onto the, we weren't even training on the nice turf. We were <laughs> training on like the downsy turf, which is <laughs> bad. Uh-huh. So we went onto that turf and I remember just like going through and I was like walking onto the pitch to warm up. And I saw the players like I was with mm-hmm. and in my head, I was like, am I like, am I this bad? Like, am I this shit? Mm-hmm. And that was like the worst I ever felt like. And I remember just like wanting to just like, I like, I felt like what I did not want to be there. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and then for that like month or so was probably the worst I, I felt. Cause I didn't even, I never felt like I never wanted to play soccer. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I've always wanted to play soccer cause it always makes me happy. Mm-hmm. But during that time I was like, i i hated playing like or i hated not no i didn't not that i hated playing but i hated being there like you know i didn't enjoy being there mm-hmm. so that was probably the lowest mm-hmm. uh, that's those are good answers um next question is uh if you could go into a time machine right mm-hmm. and you can go back and, and visit a, a younger version of yourself yeah and give your younger version a piece of advice whether it was at the lowest low or wherever whatever throughout your entire life when would you go back like what age of Kemba would you go back and visit and what advice would you give to him? Mm, that's a hard question. Yeah. Because I don't know, to be honest, I feel like I, I, I mean, maybe I wouldn't really want to go back. I don't mm-hmm. know if I could say that as an answer, but yeah, you could say it. Like, I feel like if I went back and I told myself something, I wouldn't have gone through that, 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 or really felt that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if I went back to even the lowest time of the low and I didn't say, it, I didn't want to feel how I felt at TFC. If I told myself, um, you know, what would happen or what I should do, then I might not have felt that way. And I might not have learned from that experience. Mm-hmm. So kind of, I, I wouldn't really want to go. Like, I don't regret anything that's happened in like, there's stuff that I wish went this way and I yeah. wish went that way. But I feel like it was, it's only made me stronger. It's only like, it's just, it's taught me. You learn from those, you learn from those moments, you learn from those experiences. And I feel like 
well for me like I, I don't regret those and i in a sense i look forward to those like because i feel like even the next the next time i go through a slump it, all i know is if i can come out of that and i'm gonna learn something new mm-hmm. and be better than i was yeah that's a good answer i like that nobody nobody's said yet that they wouldn't go back everybody has had something so it's i like the uh the different answers it's good um last question for you uh most of the people that watch this podcast or listen to this on spotify or wherever they want to follow in your footsteps they want to become a pro they want to do you know become a pro uh what advice like general advice would you have to everybody listening and saying look i want to follow in kembo's shoes i want to become a pro what would you say to them just generally Mm, i would just say like i mean i'm pretty sure everyone just says keep working hard Mm -hmm. and hard work but it's it's all of those things it's it's and i like to say this thing for me this is how i like to live my life is is i say speak life into existence you know and it's about it's like you you have your vision you have your your goal that you want to or where you want to get to and and it's not just about that it's about seeing it it's about believing it every day that you really think that you can get to that level and you see yourself being there like really believing it and then working hard for it and then working like you know as best you can every day trying to get better at whatever the small things are those small details and then then once you start doing those things you see like you know you see it you believe it and you start working towards it Mm -hmm. things just start happening because i found every time in my life i start i i i have a vision I, and I believe I could get there and I work hard to get there is when I found I could get there. So for anyone, you know, wanting to be a professional, I'd say that's that's the thing I'd recommend. You know, know, you know yourself the best, you know, you have the dream of getting there. You believe you can get there, work as hard as you can. You can get there and you keep at it and you're going to get your opportunity one day and you're going to go through a lot of hard times. But I feel I feel like you got to use those or try and take those as as learning lessons and things that can only make you better mm-hmm. perfect i right, awesome and then uh, anything else that we didn't cover anything else that you want to say on the podcast no you're no, reaching was... billions of people right now no, yeah I got, <laughs> I got i got my that i forgot to mention a little bit about that speak life but uh-huh. I, I said it right there that's 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 my that's the thing i love to live by i started doing that the, I think in Denmark, like when I went to, when I went to Denmark was mm-hmm. the first time I started like seeing how that whole year in 2017, when I said I was going to do something, mm-hmm. worked hard. And then it's, things just started happening for me, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think journaling is big for that too. Like yeah, you said, like yeah. I started journaling right when I uh, dropped out of college and it was just like little things like that, where it's like, like I would write about like what's currently going on. But mm-hmm. then like what, I would basically speaking into existence what I want to do this week, both like training wise and and goal wise or whatever this month, this year, this season, whatever. And like up until like 10 years, you know? And so I'd have it out there and like every single week I go and I like kind of like speaking into existence by writing down what I see my year plan. And it doesn't always come true, but like you, it always is like there in your head, constantly thinking about what you want. Yeah. I think, I think, I think it will come like for me though I actually think like I really believe like if you really believe in it and you really work hard to like because you can't just say you can't just be talking out mm-hmm. but these things like they don't seem believable and one of the guys who put me on this was Connor it was Connor McGregor mm-hmm. he was the one that kind of like 
well, when I was going through uh, Den- like from uh, Forge to Denmark, it was uh, it was me looking back at my life. And in twenty eighteen, like in twenty eighteen, when I was at TFC the, the second year, mm-hmm. I didn't write down anything. I didn't put anything on my board, and nothing happened for me that year. Mm-hmm. So I was looking at those times when I said I was going to do something hard and we're working hard. And I saw Connor how he's like everyone knows Connor McGregor. He like he say, he just says the mm-hmm. most. He says the most stuff. But you know, you say like you know you can't you can't achieve every anything. But you know who who's to say that like at before Connor knocked out that guy and like in 15 seconds mm-hmm. no that's the, those are dreams beyond mm-hmm. what people are even thinking yeah, if we can were, ever if he would have wrote that down people yeah. are like come on yeah if he and but he said he was going to knock the guy out in this mm-hmm. with this time with this shot and it's and it's because he really sees it mm-hmm. and he really believes it and so i don't think there's necess- i don't think there's anything that you can't you can't really achieve like if you if you if you say it and you just say it then mm-hmm. that's different yeah but if you say it and you really think you can get there and you really believe you can get there and you really work to get there mm-hmm. i don't think there's anything that you you can't really achieve in life like yeah because what's he he's like if you have like if you truly believe it up yeah. here and you have the confidence to speak it and put yeah. it out of the universe yeah. like that like because it, there's there's all these all these things that like you'll find like like i'm sure like you know you'll be doing like and a casual day and you'll say something and it happens like mm-hmm. you'll be like what a coincidence it's yeah. not a coincidence like mm-hmm. it's it's these all these small moments when when these like they 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 mean something mm-hmm. you know so it's like it's, the power of attraction that's the yeah, name for yeah. it yeah yeah well awesome well thank you very much yeah. for being on the podcast kembo thank, thank you for having me no problem it no was, problem it was, it was cool yeah and then are you okay with people who listen to it to go onto your instagram and dm you like questions about your story or advice or anything mm-hmm. awesome okay so reach out to kembo his stuff's always going to be in the uh the description if you guys want to reach out to him on instagram do you have twitter yeah on twitter as well any other thing i have twitter I, I think i have all of them all at instagram twitter i have instagram twitter facebook <laughs> It's all Kembo Kibato. Just Kembo Kibato. Search on every, if you want to see if I'm there, my name will be Kembo that's Kibato on every platform. Name. Yeah, that's the only Kembo you're, you're yeah, going to hear, hopefully. All right, well, thank you guys very much for listening to the Against All Odds podcast. Thank you once again, Kembo, and I'll see yep. you guys in the next podcast. Peace. Later. Later.